Hello and welcome to show 53 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay, 53! Woo, 53! Yeah, that's one more. Do you know? Do you know? I don't think we've have. Do, do you know what? We're never doing another live show after. after last <laughs> I don't week. blame you. That was a stressful ass day, man. It was. It was, and and also getting heckled uh, whilst well, yeah. doing it. You know, it was. Come... It was very stressful. I have to say, and uh, yeah. we've never had that many tech issues. I think on any show recorded live or otherwise, have we? It's really? True. It was a pretty crazy night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, for those who are wondering, the year 53 AD is when Seneca wrote the tragedy Agamemnon. So, a little something for you. Yeah, what what even is that? Agamemnon? That's yeah. a good play. Uh, it's uh, one of the first um, early examples of tragedy. He's the same guy who wrote Medea. Does he have like a BT soundtrack? I don't remember the plot of Agamemnon, but I don't think it had much of a funky, groovy soundtrack. No, no house music or anything like that. No, definitely no house music. Hip hop. No, if anything, it was just choruses. Yeah, I don't think I'll bother then. Anyway, who's who? Uh, who's who? Well, I'm I'm the daddy. I'm the yeah. daddy. And uh, yeah, yeah. We've also got who is who is it? We've got. I I don't know anymore. Who is it? It's me! It's you! Yay! The final checkout is completed. All systems are operational. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Star Wars type of thing. Yeah, yeah. How cool is that? And unfortunately, Chinny's not here again, I don't think. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Are you really here? Are you really here, though? Is that the recording or is that really you? What? Yeah, are you, Kenny, are you feeling better? Yeah, I'm yeah, fine. Yeah, fine. <laughs> That's me! No! I'm really here! Do you know what? I wish that was true. <laughs> Not really here. It's more oh. like it. Do you know what's funny? He joked. <laughs> he joked about you using that last week. Well, there you go. I know. He did. I, I and know. it just keeps going on and on. And he's in. And I'm going to be honest as to why he isn't here. I'm going to go tell, tell us the, the listeners thing. why he isn't. The real reason. No made-up... A sledging accident or cross-dressing. Actually, the cross-dressing thing was true last year. But no, apart from that, right, the real reason is it is because he hasn't done his homework for university. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man, get with it. What are you? Come on. So, yeah, if one of your students brought their homework in late or didn't do it on time or only just on time, because I guess he's, he's got to have it in by midnight, apparently. Oh, jeez. Yeah. What would you say to him? I'd be all like, boo, <laughs> how dare you? But you know what? I would say this, though. If one of my students was like, hey, I was up late doing my homework and I chose not to do a video game podcast in order to make sure my homework was done, I'd be like, yeah, that's the proper way to do it. Congratulations. But then I would also say you should find a way to budget your time, maybe play fewer video games in order to get the work done, and then you could also do the podcast because that's an obligation, man. You signed up. You, that's a commitment. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to pay him this week. He's back yeah, exactly, on- man. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, a back... lot of people wanting to do this. Yeah, he's oh, back at Quavers. He's not getting them. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's it. Should be whatever that is. Yeah, bag of Quavers. Or oh, oh, Monster Munch actually. I think it's Monster Munch. I pay him normally. 
Mm, you know, but he's, yeah, he's not getting any of that. Is None that a of food, that. I assume it is. It's uh, uh, some crisps that we have in this country, or chips crisps. in your sort of thing. But they're not really like a corn snack that tastes horrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there you go. But he's not getting them anyway. Well, he doesn't deserve nothing. Nothing. I tell you. Yeah. Rubbish. Anyway, I need to. Have anyway, we'll, we'll we'll go on without him. Maybe he'll yeah, show up later. Yeah. And... He may show up later. He did say yeah. he would try and pop in later, but we'll see. We'll see. Your um, guess is as good as ours, people. Just stay tuned, and you'll yeah, find out. You'll never know. Um, I want a word with you, anyway. Oh snap, me? Yeah, you. Yes. Now you. what? I think you're abusing your privileges as admin on the side. What? Why do you yeah. say that? Because there's a story appeared on the blog about <laughs> Section Eight, baby. Woo! That. Obviously, that's abusing your rights as Everybody admin. Everybody wants to know about Section 8. No, they don't. <laughs> sure they do. And they, they got like six but... comments right away. Yeah, but have you seen the comments he's got? <laughs> Let's read these yeah. comments out. Let's read them out then and <laughs> right. see how good these comments no, are. No, no. All you need to know is that it's popular. Seven comments, comments, actually. Seven comments. Okay. Well, mine was the first, and I thought, you know, as a homage to uh, Murphy, here we go. Really, Duke? Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, there you go. That was my comment. To be fair. Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Hang on. Here we go. Really? There you go. From yeah, Paul there you go. Music. Yeah, Quamry and he said, I'm just going to say it now and get it out of the way. This looks like they raided Bungie. Everything from vehicles to combat looks identical to Halo. Heck, they even included a sort of horde mode that might end up being a bit too much like Firefight. Anyone <laughs> else think this might be a $15 replacement for each? I'm asking because I might actually rather pay $15 for this than $60 for Halo Reach. So there now, to be fair, uh, a lot of games are doing the firefight thing, so it's not, you know. And what, didn't Halo steal firefight from Call or Gears of War? Sort of. Sort of. Well, all right then. There's no grounds for, and, and look, as I said on the site, of course they're stealing Halo. They're ripping everything off. In fact, one of the release trailers said, there's this narrator, we fight on the battlefield for all sorts of reasons, blah, 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 blah. And he goes... But it's always been the same. Nothing about combat has ever evolved. I'm like, oh, there's an attack on Halo right there. Tell you. Weak. It's weak, man. Anyway. Oh, it's awesome. It's going to be great. Listen, listen. It's the new Battlefield 1943. You're just putting me off telling you all these wonderful comments. Hold up. Here we go. (laughs) Uh, Bad Herdu. He says, meh, whatever. Not impressed. Uh, I thought the falling out of this guy looked pretty cool. Then I just thought it went downhill from then on. That's because he hasn't played it. He didn't know how awesome it is. Every game looks the same when you see it, but you got to play it. Right, Skullduggera. I'll try the demo to check out the objective modes. Looks like Halo Blacklight. Uh, they best get it out before Brink, because that shit is going to blow it away. Yeah. 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 It, I, you know, and I, like I said, Brink is obviously going to be the top pick for multiplayer game. That's the new Borderlands, I think. But I don't know. This could be fun in the meantime. And, you know, when you when there's no one around for Brink... Yeah, right. Uh, Jonathan, he says, I'm excited for this. Looks good. Yay! I'll, I will trial it, trial it at the very least. I've not played Section 8, but I want to. Now, to be honest, right, he likes Alpha Protocol and, you know, <laughs> Lost Planet 2. So, <laughs> look, I love John Mao 5 to bits, but then on the flip side, he likes Deadly Premonition as well, so I'm in a bit of a predicament now. You know, because you like right. Deadly Premonition. Oh, I know that's like, what that's, I mean. That's on the pro side of the. Yeah, it, it sort of you. you know, it, it sort of gives me a bit of a you know predicament now. But you know, I love him to bits. But Section Eight, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then some some dude called Duke Scaff says, "Yeah, baby, that's yeah. me." Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. School that Brink is going to be top pick for multiplayer awesomeness. 
But even if none of the veteran gamers jump on board, it will be nice to have actual humans to fight with and against, as opposed to the bots I'm currently forced to battle. What does that say to you? That must say something to you. Yeah, it says everybody's too stupid to play an awesome <laughs> game, so I have to play against bots. Yeah. And yes, Quan, they are totally taking shots at Halo. One of the trailers said something to the effect of nothing about combat ever evolves, which you've just mentioned, except whereas Halo is unresponsive and dumb. What? Section 80 yeah, superb and fun. Oh, man, will you? That's going to be awesome. I what can't wait. Uh, Skullduggera then replied, yeah, if the setup is a few shots and it's target down, then I'll be up for it. Key thing is, it'll have a demo, which it will, which it will. Yeah. Uh, also, if it's time for the next few months, then there'll probably be a market for it in the multiplayer point of view. Uh, the clinch for me will be the game modes, minimum of four, solo deathmatch, team deathmatch, conquest, and a bomb planting mode like search and destroy or rush. I don't know what it's going to have. Do you? Cares about any of that. Conquest is the only thing I care about. 32 players, big open field, lots of people playing. It's going to be sweet. That's what Battlefield 2 Modern Combat was like back in the day before these tiny little teams and before the squads. So it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I'm really stoked. Now all we need is a date. Yeah, it's going to be rubbish. Um, Whatever. Anyway... Anyway, the nice thing is, in the middle of the show today, we're actually going to talk about good games that are coming out in 2011. <laughs> Other good games that are coming no, out in 2011? Good Additional games. good games, yeah. <laughs> good games. Um, at least in the first half of the year, and I've got to say, there is a lot of games coming out in the first half of the year. Yeah. And Don't we'll do, out. we've got a, a sort of a list of games that haven't got release dates, and we'll probably talk about half of those, and then next week we'll do the second half of the year, uh, plus, yes. plus the, last, the rest of the games with no actual dates, so... Uh, yeah, some of the days may be sort of uh, subject to change. I have got a list off my secret friend in America who uh, works for a retailer over there who sent me a big list of everything coming out. So, uh, as always, people, you need to know this is always photographed against a fake floor. <laughs> so. It is. But anyway, it, uh, you know, like I say, some of the dates may be a bit suspect because obviously things change, but we'll see. We'll see. And, and as it goes, one of those has changed already today. So, uh-huh. uh, so one of those has already changed. But we'll get to that in the middle of the show. Um, but we I guess haven't even released the news and it's already changing. I know, I know. It's a constantly moving world we live in. Yeah. And there was another game announced today that I didn't know about till today. So there's, wow. there's games being announced as we speak. Like even as that. we're doing the podcast. Yeah. Imagine all, how much different uh, it's going to be when this show comes out. I know, all the time. Um, so yeah, uh, what, what have you been up to then in the last four days or whatever it is? I haven't. I've been up, I know, it seems like there shouldn't be much, right? But actually there is. Um... Well, okay, let me talk about Alan Wake first, because okay. you, know you know what I've decided? I hate that game. No, no, you no, can't. no, I'm sorry. Oh, no. I've decided no. I don't like it. First of all, as my good friend Tom Bissell says, and this is a direct quote, Alan Wake should find a new line of work. Because I asked him, as a professional writer, Mr. B, what do you think about Alan Wake's writing? And that's what he said. He should find a new line of work. So, you know what? Look, did you ever play a game called Kudelka? I didn't know. What well, even is that? Uh, it was a role-playing game. It was either PS2 or PS1, and it was really ridiculous. I mean, the gameplay mechanics were okay, which is probably why I stuck with it, but it was basically like you're this woman who's in this spooky house, and you're creeping through the room, and you're looking for this friend of yours who's lost, and you don't know what's going on, and then suddenly, ah, a table starts attacking you, or a chair comes dancing toward you, and it's really the most ridiculous thing ever because you're fighting a freaking chair, and it's like, how stupid is that? Well, you know what? Alan Wake is as stupid as that. I mean, what is it? When tractors attack. Ah! There was a line I actually had to write down because it was I had to get a light source to move the haunted bookcase. Really? A haunted bookcase, Alan Wake? Is that really what it's about? Uh, here comes this, you know, 
piece of the shed that's attacking me. Ah! That's well, stupid. No, you've got to understand the evil can permeate any sort of object. You, whatever. It's stupid. I, I'm fighting a freaking tractor. That's just dumb. Anytime you're fighting a tractor, you're either drunk or on drugs or you're playing a dumb game. I'm sorry. Uh, the hedge maze part. Here's this dude. Okay. God, that's quite far. In, so you, that's not far from I'm the end. I'm gonna finish this game. Yeah, you're near the end. There, you're not far. I am from gonna the finish end. it. I'm I'm done with chapter four. So I know okay. there's six episodes. So thank goodness I'm two thirds oh, done. Oh come on! No no no, come no, no, no. On. Sorry. no no no. Because look, because look, there's zombies chasing me everywhere. Here's this dude. He's got a car ready to go on the other side of the gate, and he goes, "A gate stuck. I can't get it open. You gotta go through the hedge maze. Screw that. I'm climbing over the gate. <laughs> all right. It's not that high. I think I can uh, make it. Uh... It's control. Uh, there's yeah. Let's go to the farm because there's lots of farms near mountainous forest land, ringing a lake. It was in the valley. It was in the valley. Valley. (laughs) So here's the thing that bugged me the most because, like I said last week, the 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 gameplay is annoying. I mean, I said the gameplay was fine. The writing's annoying. So whatever. I'll just suck it up with the writing and enjoy the gameplay. But then we started to have these things, and this the first one was in the farm when you're fighting on the rock stage, and like. No, that's good, man. That's like left for dead. I didn't mind the actual fighting itself, but when. First of all, I kept getting stomped by them because the guy's like, I don't know how to work these lights. Figure it out. There's zombies trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah, but he's like a Left 4 Dead finale. I thought it was brilliant. It is kind of like a Left 4 Dead finale, and I like that part of it. But the thing I didn't like is as soon as you see them approaching, it goes into the slow motion you know, scene where it's moving over to them. They're still moving towards you, but you can't move. So the slow motion only penalizes you, and they're still moving. That really bugged me. Um, oh, wait, uh, yeah, they're taken. Okay, right. So then there's the, there's this thing. It's like the Viking boat looked imposing like a battering ram. Hey, what do you know? I ended up using it as a battering ram. That's a little silly. So whatever. I'm just frustrated (laughs) with it. And I was like, you know what? Cause I played it for like, I played one episode on Friday night and it just kept going. And I was like, I gotta get done. Cause it was time for us to eat dinner. And I'm like, "Ah, I'm almost done. Hang on. Hang on. No, I'm not almost done. I thought I was, but I'm not. And then. Saturday morning, I woke up and I played a little bit of it, and then I was like, you know what? I don't feel like spending my day being frustrated by this game that I'm having, you know, trouble with. So I thought, let me try slipping in this Assassin's Creed Brotherhood thing that I got. I'm sure this will be, you know, pretty good. Oh my god, that game is so magnificent. It is. It is. Why did I wait to play? I don't know. I don't know. Man, I had forgotten how much I loved the dying. I mean, they put you right back where you were at the end of 2. But don't you feel like as well? What I felt like, it's just a continuation of the story. It's like, you know when you've played something really, really good and you don't want it to finish? Yeah. and then Well, that's like the bit that doesn't finish. It's like, oh, let's carry on playing. It's magnificent. I didn't even write anything down. I was was having so much fun with it. And even the things that are kind of frustrating to me on that, like there's this part early on where there's these two buildings that have the cute little red icons. Like you got to find that thing on this building, right? Yeah. And and I didn't know where it was, and I was a little frustrated. And then I found it. I was like, that wasn't too bad. So even in that game, even the things that are kind of annoying, like they they're not too bad. And there's so much beautiful, awesome. You see, I finished. I played 37 hours. Yeah, finished the story. Didn't yeah. find any of the puzzle piece things, you know, uh, like the the true story or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Didn't the tr- I only did two of the like, you know, the assassins' tombs this time around. Yeah, and there's yeah, about yeah. I've got about another eight of those still to do. Yeah, yeah. And I've got one budget tower to take and and a few other viewpoints. So I've still got. 
probably, I reckon, another at least sort of five or six hours of gameplay that I can get yeah. out of it. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. See, I always feel like I have to do that along the way. So I've done maybe like three or four story missions, but I've already taken down like four Borgia Towers. Yeah. So... It's the type of thing. Well, the story missions are just so good. I just wanted to get through the story. You know, I did yeah, do absolutely. some stuff along the way, but I was so engrossed in the, in the storyline and the continuation of all that. Yeah. Um, but what I'd recommend as well, I've read some stuff about the ending, uh, which I'm not going to obviously I'm not going to spoil. Uh, it. But um, apparently, it's advantageous to sort of nip out of the animus every now and again because there's something I completely missed because I never really went out of the animus once yeah. or twice. It uh, says there's when I'm on the menu, it says exit the animus, and there's a cute yeah. little exclamation point yeah. there. So I suppose they're trying to tell me, hey, do this. Yeah. But Make I don't sure you wait to till... right now. Man, I'm having <laughs> yeah. fun. Well, that was like me, but I did come out of it once or twice. But some of the explanation because the end's a bit. Ooh, uh, but some of the explanations for the ending say it's connected to coming out of the animus and seeing oh, something yeah. that I never yeah. saw. I got you. I got yeah. you. Yeah, so I would recommend coming out every now and again just yeah, to sort of have will. a look around. And the other thing is that, like, I'm sure if some of the story missions, because this happened in number two as well, like, I'd go do some little minor thing that I could do that I just, you know, unlocked or whatever, and then I'd do a story mission, and the story mission would be taking me through how to do that thing that I went and did on my own, you know what I mean? So then, yeah. like, it, I realized it would have been a lot easier to do the story mission first, and I always think they should make those extra things available only after you do the story mission that shows you how to do them, but whatever, that's neither here nor there. And just so what, plan- I, do, I was just going to say, and the other thing, to, obviously, which I mentioned on last week's show... Uh, all the story missions, you know, where you get the little eyes, the proper story mission stuff, mm-hmm. are always available because there was one that I didn't think I could get to, and it was just because you have to go yeah. directly to it because otherwise there's like invisible walls that yeah. you get Because there was a lookout point near where I was, where, where, where the story mission was, and I was like, oh, I'll go to the lookout point first. And it's like, can't get here. I'm like, how am I supposed to get to the story mission? Well, that's what I'm talking about. And you, ha- you have to go in between the two bits you're not allowed to go in. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, which took me ages. I kept thinking I'd missed doing something. Yeah, well, you know, but, but then you, you figure you could do that story mission later on the yeah. next chapter or whatever it is. So. Yeah, and it was all that sort of stuff, but it turned out that it was available, but you had to go a certain way to get to it. Yeah. I just literally ended up uh, following, you know, the, the sort of wall that you can't get through. Right, I right. literally just followed that until I got to it. <laughs> and that's yeah. A, yeah. Well, there you go. There you There's go. a little, little gap in the wall, I suppose. You could yeah, that's it. pretty much what it was. There was a, a gap, you know, yeah. So it depends on which direction. But if you came from either side, you would yeah. always come up. If you took, took like a direct line for it, you would yeah. always come up against a wall you couldn't go through. Right, right. Yeah, so it was a bit weird. But that was the only real negative thing I had in pretty much the whole game. Yeah, yeah. There aren't many negative things about that game. So I'm loving it. Uh, I'm going to be playing it a lot. Hopefully I'll be able to go back and finish Alan Wake. But i got to tell you, I don't want to stop Assassin's Creed for that. But I know. But, you know, Alan, I'm really shocked. That, but then, you know, I am and I'm not. It's, yeah. That's the thing is that it really should. I mean, you know, for the most part, even the thing with the running out of ammo and the flashlight, like I'm having some trouble with that, but really not much. Like I thought it was going to be a much bigger deal, that part of it. And it's not. So that's a good thing. You know, that's in its favor that it's, it's sort of balanced that okay for me to do all right with it. So whatever. I don't have too many gripes, I suppose, but I don't know. I'll be happy when I'm done. Let me put it that Aww. way. Uh, that's a shame. It's a real shame. Yeah, well, whatever. Um. Okay, so I've had a PS2 since I had to play Ico again, and I just lost my mind and decided to get another PS2. But I never really play it much. Uh, but you know what I realized? I have this stationary bike down in the basement, and I realized I would probably play this a lot more if I had the PS2 there. I could play the PS2 while I'm riding the bike. And I you mean like, a, like an exercise bike, not a real bike? 
<laughs> well, actually, it is a real bike, but it's got this little contraption on the back. Ah. Clamp. I was riding down the road, playing me PS2 with a TV strapped Yeah, on. right, exactly. I strapped it on. I got to play some high-def games uh, while I'm rolling in Car battery on the back to run it. It was sorted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I went out and got a TV, and, and it, it, that was a crazy mix-up. And, and I it had a coaxial cable on the back, and then I went to Radio Shack, and then I realized I didn't need to go to Radio Shack, and all this blah, 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 whatever. Um. So I, I stopped by the video game shop on the way back. I'm like, I need some new titles. You know, Mercenaries Playground of Destruction is a great game, but I've been playing it. You know, I've played that a lot, so I need something different. What do I find at the shop? It's Quantum of Solace on the PS2. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. So let me get this. No, 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 no. Let me get this straight. So you don't like Alan Wake, <laughs> but you bought Quantum of Solace for the PS2. Is I that is that right? You know what's weird? Uh, it's a different game on the PS2. Well, of course it is. It can't run that. As well, but they could do was. the same basic game and then just tone the graphics down or something. No. It's a third-person shooter on the PS2. Yeah, see, I think I think that's the one they released on the Wii, possibly, as well. Uh, it's horrible. I hate it. I'm like, what's it's, ho- it's horrible anyway. It's a horrible no, it's game. a great game. You, just, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you ever even played it? No, and I don't want to... You give me crap about Deadly Premonition, and you haven't played Quantum uh, Sauce. You, you know, come on, let's be consistent here. But oh. anyway, the other game I got, thank goodness, because I didn't want to be high and dry if that game didn't turn out all right. Uh, I went back and got Scarface, The World is Yours again. Did you ever play that? I didn't know. It's a good game. I never had it. I never had a PS2. I never had one. Yeah, that's right. Well, it was available on the original Xbox. And I'm pretty sure it's playable. I didn't have on one of those either. I never had one. Pre- like I was saying, I'm pretty sure it's playable on the 360. Look, I was PlayStation 1 and then a 360. Right. And well, in between, I was PC. I was a PC yeah. in between. Yes. Well, you know what? Scarface is a very fun game. It's obviously a GTA clone, but there's fun little extras like when you shoot somebody, you can then taunt them after they're dead. You know, up that gun, you cockroach! And it's obviously not uh, um, Al Pacino, but it's somebody who sounds a good bit like him. So it's fun enough. And there's this blind rage mode when you taunt enough people, then you can go into blind rage mode, and it's sort of like you're indestructible. And and there's all these, you want to play rough? Okay, let's play rough. I'll show you, say hello to my little friend. And I didn't know this, but Ricky Gervais is in it. Really? I credits. I know. I was like, what? No. How old is that game? It's pretty old. I don't know exactly when it came out. Let me see if I can find it. But um, it's a... What the hell did he play in who does he? Who does he play? I'm going to have to find out now. This is some uh, weird English office type or something. Yeah, I know, right? Well, there's one guy who's a uh, banker, but I know that's not him, but... Um, hmm. Uh, see, anyway, carry on talking and see if you can. Yes, the where it came out in 2006. Um, yeah, uh, that you know what, and this is. And I thought we could talk about this maybe after you get to finish talking about what you have been playing. Okay. But um, the opening cinematic for the Scarface video game is really good. First of all, one of my favorite music groups ever is Ministry, and their song "Burning Inside" is playing during the opening cinematic while there's money being burned and stuff, and there's this awesome song. So anyway, uh, I really. Oh, like actually, I nearly dropped off for a second then, and then I was suddenly awake. Yes. Jeez. Wake up. I know. I am awake now. Definitely. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, it made me wonder because I was trying to think. Then okay, besides that game, well, games have really good opening cinematics. Like the first thing you watch is really awesome. Well, I've got one straight away. Yeah. Enslaved. Okay, so I've played that. Just so awesome opening. The first okay. 10 minutes okay. of that game are just unbelievable. Because nothing's really standing out in my mind. 
Yeah, and Slave Dead. Red Dead, as as good as Red Dead the game is, I don't know if I would say that first opening scene. I know Mike says it has a lot to say about, you know, progress and change and stuff, and that's fine. But I don't think I'd consider that really compelling, that first opening scene. I'm trying to think. Um, I like, I mean, yeah... I, I like Red Dead, you know. I think that I think that's not a bad opening sort of sequence at the beginning, you know, with the sort of the train journey. And yeah, I, I think GTA Four, GTA Four, I thought had a brilliant opening. Yeah, that was pretty good. You know, he's coming the... and also because it went straight into the game, you put the disc in. There's yeah. no menus, no loading. Well, there is yeah, a loading true. screen, but it was straight. And and obviously coming off and and sort of suddenly being in this sort of city with no idea where anything was. Well, for me, because I'd never played yeah. a, a Rockstar game before and then sort yeah. of suddenly being left in this city and not really knowing what the hell I'm supposed to be doing yeah. or where I'm Here supposed to be Here you are, figure it out. Yeah. So I really, yeah. I really like the opening of that, I have to say. Um, Gun, Gun had a good opening, that Western game Gun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That was pretty decent. And I think Vingy as well, Half-Life and Half-Life 2 both had great openings. You know, without just that yeah. journey. Half-Life 2, I remember. I don't, I, never, I don't remember Half-Life 1 very well. But Half-Life 2, you're coming in on the train and yep. there's well, clearly something one, weird going on. It's very similar. Half-Life 1's like a monorail. So you come mm. in on a monorail into the... Yeah, because you're going to work in the lab or something. The science labs, yeah. yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then you go and it's just like your day-to-day sort of getting ready for work. You know, you go in, right. lock in, go to yeah. the changing rooms, put your hazard suit on and all that sort of stuff. And then it goes all belly up. So, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think and Portal, I thought Portal were a good opening. You know, it didn't do a lot, but it was it just was set it up. sort of dropped in. I mean, yeah. Eh. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. I mean, but we could maybe talk about a bit that you know more about those. Yeah, sort of... if any come to mind. Yeah, when Chini and when Chini arrives back at some point. I suppose in... Dead Space is a good opening part. Yeah. You're sort of getting onto the ship and you're like, what's going on? And then. Oh, and what? Come on, Mass Effect Two, man. Jeez. Yeah, Mass Effect Two, dude. Oh, duh. Dude. Bio- Bioshock. Yeah, Bio Bioshock's one of the Bioshock's like top ten openings Jeez. ever in a game. That yeah. sort of when you first go down in your first glimpse of Rapture from the yeah. you know the biosphere or whatever, and the plane yeah. crash. Awesome opening to a game. That's it's not set the, the opening scene. of of it, but Fallout Three when you first come out of the vault, you know that's an yeah. important. And and also Oblivion, you know, the first time you you know when you first see Cyrodiil. Yeah, because you you're in prison and it's like what's going yeah. on and I mean there's a that kind of tedious part. I mean that's I think Fallout Three and Oblivion both suffered from that like there's sort of an extended learning how the game works part first and then you get to the big you know welcome to the world type thing. Yeah, but I, I suppose they want you to know what you're doing in some ways before they set you loose. There's so many. I mean, it's pretty you go to nothing really comes to mind. But when you start thinking about, yeah, there is Uncharted Two with a train. Yeah, that's definitely. Oh yeah, good point. There you go. I mean, there's so honestly, the, but what you tend to find is is obviously the best games have the best openings, don't? Yeah, they? it's true. And there's always so much in a good game that the opening yeah. sometimes and first you forget about it. What about Infamous? Because you're in the menu screen. As soon as you press start. Everything goes to shit. See, I, I think it was you talking about that before I played it, that it didn't feel like I didn't connect it very much. I didn't really consider that very impressive, I guess. Yeah, I lied that because it was suddenly like, press start, I expect yeah. to go to a loading screen and then right, the game. Right, right, right. But he didn't, it just, it just yeah, started. The thing explodes and you're yeah. on your way. That's yeah. true. You know, so I, I think there's a lot of good. And what about Modern Warfare? With the, the dude. Yeah, the dude being executed. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty impressive. That was a stark moment. You know, I think I think there's a lot. Of, it's interesting, isn't it, when you sort of uh, yeah, 
Think when you start it. really thinking about it. Because, I mean, that's the hook. That's the, what that's what's going to either get you interested or turn you off, you know, and some games... So what are, what are the bad ones, then, for you? What sort of games? I, I, you know, as much as I love Portal, I don't know that that opening was that impressive because I think they recognized that the amazing part of Portal was going to be... I mean, you know, the opening is, by definition, kind of standard. Kind of like the first Assassin's Creed, I felt, was kind of... Like, you're in this lab, and it's all very sterile, and you don't really know what's going on. Because for Portal, the, 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 the setup for the story isn't really very important. It's just sort of... It's a kind of routine-type thing. And yeah. it's only later on that you realize this is kind of horrifying, because there were probably lots of people who were killed, just like Shell then put, you know... And then put into this – a new person was then put in. Okay, now we have a new subject for the test and then a new subject for the test. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that one's – I mean, I think as well, Assassin's Creed 2, to a certain extent, didn't have that great an opening. You know, and a lot of people yeah. complained about the first portion of that game because it was just so – took so long to get going, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it did. I mean, I didn't mind that so much. But it wasn't very – it didn't really grab you by the throat or anything. It wasn't very impressive. Yeah. It was just sort of what it was. You know, I do think Bioware do great sort of cinematics and, you know, the stuff we've seen for the Old Republic and, uh, yeah. you, you know, uh, even like the original Neverwinter Nights had a great sort of cinematic, you know, intro uh-huh. to the game. You know, it had a yeah. really cool little intro that went on. And, uh, yeah, I guess there's, there's quite a few. I mean, bad ones. I'm trying to think what I really, what I've sort of been really for. Oh, I'm not really that sort of bothered now. Um, what about Heavy Rain? <laughs> Heavy Rain, that was... That was a bit I don't weird. Remember the opening to that. Yeah, it, are you it, talking about? He just gets out of bed, doesn't he? And you have to go and have a wee and sort of wash your face for no apparent reason. No, that was. Is that the first? I thought the first kid died first before that. No, heavy rain opens with you getting up out of bed. Is that just the very beginning? And then of yeah, and then you play with the kid. Both of the kids in the garden. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you, so yeah. You, you have to go and draw a bit, and you yeah. know. Or, or, sorry, draft. You have to go and draft yeah, some... Exactly. Uh, Come on, he's not drawing pictures. He's yeah, he's not drawing pictures. He's drafting Come on. plans or whatever. Yeah. So you have to go and do that, and you can go and do some other weird stuff. And <laughs> It was sort of okay, but it was some of it seemed a bit pointless. Certainly got you used to the. I mean, you know, I think in that game, maybe the intention was that sort of the, the everyday monotonous tasks are getting you used to the controls, A, and setting up a contrast with the extreme terror, you know, killing things that happen later. Because if you just throw somebody into the middle of the killing, then it doesn't really mean much. But if you balance it with the everyday stuff, then it means more. Yeah. So but there I was, can see that, but I didn't still think There was that. one game that came out last year that, for me, had one of the greatest opening sequences I've ever played in a video game. Uh, ever. Last year, 2010? Yep. Uh, Best ever, honestly, without a shadow of a doubt. I don't know. You've not played it. You haven't played it. Uh, Am Uh, I going to? uh, Maybe not. It better not be Deadly Premonition. No, no. No, Deadly Premonition was a terrible opening. You have to get past the first 30 minutes of that to even get into the game and enjoy it. Final Fantasy XIII? No, God, no. Although that was... (laughs) 25 hours. (laughs) Yeah, as far as cinematics go, that was pretty cool. Well, they always do. Yeah, but the game was terrible. No. God of War 3 had oh, yeah? one of the greatest opening sections. Oh, yeah, I remember Chinny saying that. It's, it's amazing. First opening credits. It's, then... it's like the biggest boss fight you've ever fought straight yeah, away. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And, you, and you, what's really amazing about God of War 3 is this behemoth thing that you, you stood on is like some sort of tree sort of god person thing. Yeah. But the camera zooms out, and, and obviously on screen, your character's probably about a centimeter tall. 
but you can still run around and control him totally and fight him. So you're fighting with this tiny speck of a Do crate. what? What are you going to do on this huge thing? Oh. That's like no, a mosquito no. attacking an elephant. No, no, there's little enemies. There's enemies coming towards you, sort of normal oh, okay. enemies. And, okay. and you're fighting them on the arm of this gigantic thing. Wow. But but you're actually but the animations are still perfect on this tiny yeah. little Kratos. That's cool. It, you you should play it. You know, I think you'd like. I will. It. I will. It's an amazing yeah. game. Amazing game. Um. Anyway, have you been playing anything else? No, that's it. That's me done. Yeah. I've I've finished a game this week. Yay! I've finally finished. Uh, which is Infinity Blade on the iPhone. Oh, congratulations! Yeah. I beat. I beat the God King. I took him Take out. That God King. Yeah, I took him out. Um, so how many hours total do you know? About four, about four or five hours, and yeah, I you yeah. Only putting in a little time each week then. Yes, yeah, so it's sort of quite. It's quite nice because you can sort of do it in chunks. So I did it all, and I thought I've done it. What? So what do you think happens at the end? It says, "Congratulations, you're awesome." <laughs> well, it doesn't. It has a really, really weird ending, right? You're never gonna play it, right? I'm probably never gonna. Play and it. anybody who's listening, if you want to sort of just mute it for three minutes, just a, two or three minutes, and I'll I'll just explain the ending to you because it's got the craziest ending I've ever seen in a game. Yeah, crazy ending. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to start talking spoilers now, so if you don't want to know and you're playing Infinity Blade, uh, just don't listen. Uh, but yeah, basically, you beat the God King, and he, and he sort of says, he does some sort of speech that says, um, you know, there will be more to come to challenge or something of that nature. You kill him, and he says he's immortal. He goes, you can't kill me, I'm immortal, sort of words, but you do kill him anyway. Uh, and then he sort of finishes, right? And and your character just stood, lo- you know, looking a bit aimless, not sure what to do, yeah. you know, after he's killed him. And then the the credits roll uh, from yeah. Chair, you know, Chair Entertainment. They made a great game. It's cool. Uh, but he gets to the end. There's a final cutscene at the end, and he walks up to the God King's chair, yeah. right? God King's chair. And there's like what what appears to be either an iPhone or an iPod Touch on the on the throne of the God King. Really? Really? Right? He yeah. Starts playing it. No, he presses it. He presses the screen. Right, and then this weird holographic image of Earth comes down from the ceiling. Right, and then it finishes. And now I've read, I know I've I've read some sort of theories as to what it all means on the interweb, you know. And what people think is it's referring to the multiplayer add-on that's coming soon, uh... because the sort of the there will be more to come to challenge means sort of everybody who's you know else who's playing the game in the world, and obviously the the Earth rotating hologram is a representation of all those players that are around. Um, but it's gonna it's coming soon a free update to add multiplayer to it. So that should definitely be interesting. Uh, you know, if you keep your current character, I don't know how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all about leveling up and all the RP. So it could be pretty cool, I have to say. Yeah. You know, that sort of, you know, almost like um, Street Fighter vibe. You know, but with yeah. different weapons and your own right, customized right. character and, you know, all that sort of stuff. I think it could be pretty darn cool. I really do. Some possibilities there. I really do. So we'll have to wait and see. So I'll uh, update you when I know. But yeah, it had a bit of a crazy ending. But then what happens, right? So for, And then it just starts you back. It says 20 years later, and obviously you're the son again, uh, coming to beat the God King. So I'm like, well, who's going to be out? So then I'm thinking, well, maybe it's me who beat the God King, who becomes the God King again, uh, yeah. which is possibly what happens. I don't know. But you get to the God King again. So I worked my way all the way through the castle up to the God King again. Yeah. And it was level 50 when I beat him the first time. Now he's level 100. Now he's level 100, yeah. Is he so. really? I got, uh... It really is. 
So I'm guessing it's like Super Mario Brothers. Like yeah. now you can play the whole game again a little harder. Yeah. So now I'm gonna have to spend another six hours beating him again and leveling. Are up. you really gonna do it? You think? I don't know. I'm enjoying it. I'm liking two hundred hours. It's, it's really, it's really addictive. And and every now and again they do a free update and throw some new weapons in, some new shields. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So they keep doing that. So they just keep giving you enough to keep playing it. You know, you just yeah. think, oh, I'll play one more fight. Or, and it's very visceral. I like it. You know. So that. So anyway, played that. So got that out of the way. Um. Now, the other thing I've played this week, because, you know, I did say on the Christmas show, I'm going to try and lose a stone uh, before I go to New right. York. So, we Fit, was it? No, 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 no. I've... Oh, no, that was Chinny got it for yeah. his... Your team. Shape Fitness Evolved on Connect. Oh, Connect, duh. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, Connect, so why of not? Course. Um, right. right, three pounds I've lost this week, so I've lost three Yay! pounds. Yay, three pounds. Yeah. So, have you tried We Fit? How does it compare? Uh, I have played both We Fit and Your Shape Fitness Evolved. And your we fits good because it weighs you and everything, so it gives you a proper weight and your proper yeah. BMI and all that sort of stuff, which right. is really cool. I guess Connect can't do that. Connect doesn't do that, but it, it sort of gives you targets in calories to hit. Does it give you a little silhouette? Like take a picture of your like profile, and it's like here's how you should look. And like no, it doesn't do that. But you can see yourself on screen all the time. Your... That's that's motivation enough for some it, of us. It is, it is. In all honesty, uh, but oh my god, that that woman's a bitch. No, <laughs> well, the, the good pers- trainers are going to be the personal a little trainer. hardcore. And you're like, I'm doing this trainer. Cut my eye. Seriously, I'm doing all this stuff, and she's like, your legs need to be a little wider. And I'm like, I'm almost doing the splits. How can they be any wider? <laughs> you know, easy uh, for her to say. Women are more flexible than men. Yeah. Exactly. Got something to protect here, sweetheart. Exactly. And then she's like, and then I'm, I'm having to do sort of knee raising. She's like, you need to get your knees up higher. And I'm like. I can't get any higher. Wonder, I wonder if she's programmed to say that all the time, like no matter how well you. No, do. no, because there's like right. So basically, so then Millie did it. And she's like, "Oh, you're doing great." Yeah. No, so basically, basically what you have is on the screen. There's like little green markers, and if you're hitting it as you yeah. should be, they're they're lit up green. And obviously, if you're not doing it, the grey. So it's sort of well, they were all grey, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Not all of it. I did. I'm doing sort of all right, you know. I'm, and I'm enjoying it. It's good. It's I really, guess really well done. Because I, God knows, I would game over in ten seconds, man. Yeah. I have got a confession. I have oh, got yeah. a little confession. Are you eating like biscuits while you're playing it? No, nothing like that. I would be nothing like that. But my wife, my wife has persuaded me to use some of my Microsoft points for an add-on pack. Oh, no, it is Avatar stuff. No, 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 not not quite as bad as that, but possibly depending on what you think. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there's like a Bollywood uh, routine dance. Oh my god! <laughs> like, and so she made me buy it. Four hundred points. It was. I can see that being funny though. And like, yeah. Is it is it entertaining? I don't know. Not played it. I only got it tonight. Yeah. I got that, and they they had you know they did that really clever thing. So there's there's two packs available that sort of we were looking at. And one is sort of New Year, New You. Right. And, and there's a Bollywood thing, Bollywood dance pack, right? Nice. Um, now you can obviously buy them for four hundred points each, but if you buy them both together, you know, as a compilation, as it were, okay. uh, five five hundred and sixty. So it's only another hundred. Oh yeah, why not? So I ended up buying both of them because I thought, oh, well, nice. you know, for a hundred, might as well have it. Um, well. But it's good. The Tai Chi thing, like saying Millie was enjoying that, and it is really good. And then there's a there's also this like martial arts boxing thing that it does as well. Nice. Uh, but it's good. I mean, the personal training thing, she, you, you sort of finish doing one right, and then she'll go, you'll finish like each, you get like two uh, bits to each sort of stage of the program, if you will. So you do the right. same thing uh, three times, and then you do it the opposite way around. Right, right. right. But she'll go, let's take a pause here. And it's like a second. And then she goes to the next <laughs> thing, and you're like, 
What's what's bullshit? Everybody rested. Time to keep going. Come on, move, move. Yeah. Oh, it's like it's like Biggest Loser woman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Well, no so, pain, no gain, man. I know. I keep thinking she's going to start saying stuff like that, you know. Oh, so or, you know, it'll be something like, you'll be, you'll be doing it, and then she'll be like, come on, get off the floor. What's the matter with you? What do you mean you've yeah, had right. a heart attack? You'll be Why fighting. Get your chest. Yeah, right, exactly. yeah, yeah. Get up there. What are you doing on like, the floor? You have to know that. Like, if it suddenly drops to the floor, like, yeah. call 911 or something. Like, she can really see you, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's good. I mean, I am, I must admit, you know, you know how skeptical I was about Connect, but, yeah, yeah. uh, but it works. Made really. a believer out of you. The tracking is really good in, in your shape. It does really do the job, and, yeah, I reckon, you know, compared to Wii Fit as an exercise thing, Wii Fit was a bit tame. Yeah. And and this feels like proper exercise. <laughs> like, you know, well, you seems like everything on the Wii was a bit tame. Yeah, it was like Wii was almost, it was like playing at it, and this is sort of doing it properly, if you know what I mean. Right, right. Uh, but really good. Now, the last game I've played, so I'll go on to actually a proper video game as opposed to one that makes you hurt and lose weight. Um, but yeah, final video game, Prototype. Oh, yeah. yeah, you started playing that, huh? Bought it, six pounds, and I thought, well, you know, it, I you guess. Every, every pence. It's really quite fun to play, I have yeah. to How much have you played? Because I, I thought that wore off pretty quick. I've played probably about, maybe about three hours. Yeah. Two, two to three hours. Yeah. Uh, but it's really cool. And not only that, I'm familiarizing myself with New York in uh-huh. Reading. That's right, because it's like pretty close to. Yeah, it's, uh, apparently, I remember the developers at the time saying they'd done. It's almost identical uh, to the yeah. to the real New York in street layout and everything. That's interesting. But to be honest with you, it's really hard to take notice when you're traveling so fast from one side of the well, city sure. to another. Um, yeah. It's a weird thing, right? Because it just throws so much stuff at you. Yeah. You like you start off the game and it just throws money at you, right? You have to spend money to upgrade your character. Yeah, but you you get that much stuff, you lose track of all the stuff you've got. Yeah. You know, even three hours in, I've got so many different abilities. Right, um, right. But there's this really cool thing. I keep upgrading jump and glide, and you can do this really cool thing where you sort of and and what's really really awesome is you know you know with like you know Infamous and Crackdown, you have to level your character up to get to the higher places in the city and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's none of that with this. You can just run straight up the side oh, of a building. Exactly. Top. That's yeah. cool. You just I remember that with um, the uh, Spider-Man Two game. That was really cool because you could yeah instantly get wherever yeah. you want to go. Yeah. And, that was awesome. and yeah, and, that, and if you hold down like the jump button as you're running up, yeah. if you release it just before you get to the top, he does this huge jump off the top, and then oh, you nice. press another button and he glides, and you can glide for miles, like you know, like just like flying. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really sort of enjoying it. The story's sort of okay. I'm quite sort of into the story, you know, and all the conspiracy theory stuff. Um, and I like the way they're presenting it because basically every time you absorb a sort of main character in the game, you see his memories of what's gone on. Yeah. And that sort of is obviously the puzzle pieces to put together. See, that's the thing is that like uh, the Experience Points podcast, if people haven't played that, you should check it out. It's pretty good. Um, they did a show recently about Bioshock 2 and they were talking about how they had heard all this bad stuff about it and they love Bioshock 1 so much they didn't want the chance of sullying you know, or dirtying the name of – rapture or whatever so they were nervous when they played it but then they really liked it and i think it's always important for us to you know recognize that if a lot of people don't like a game okay it's it's a bad sign but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's you're not going to like it because you know a lot of people said nasty stuff about section eight a lot of people didn't care for quantum of solace but those are two of the games that i've really loved that i played in the last year so i think 
it's important to keep your mind independent and recognize that we like different things about games. And just because everybody else doesn't like a game doesn't mean that you won't like it. So no, and I think like I mean, worked out this way with prototype. It's all to did, but I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some negative things as well. Yeah. I mean, Such graphic as? graphically, it doesn't. It, it looks like an old game, but then you know it is oldish. Um, but it's okay. I mean, it's 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 passable. Um, yeah. Combat's fine, although weapon combat's horrible. Sort of, you know, I, I'm just sticking to chopping things up with my blades and stuff. You oh, know, yeah. uh, you know the total weapon stuff's me. The other thing I really don't like about it much is you, in in some parts of the game you cannot avoid killing civilians. Mm. There's there's one section which I've just done where I had to hijack a tank, and it does this other cool thing, right? You know, like the Matrix where. If you want to, you know, fly a helicopter, you get the memory of flying a helicopter or whatever. Oh, nice, yeah. So basically, to if you want to drive a tank, you have to go and, like, stealthily kill mm-hmm. someone who can drive a tank. And oh, then you, right. have then you get to, into their body or something. Then you yeah. have, yeah, you change into him, you morph into him, and then you can drive the tank. You know, same with a helicopter. You know, you can't fly a helicopter until mm-hmm. you've killed someone who flies a helicopter. So it's got all these really cool little sort of dynamics going on. But yeah, so anyway, in the tank, right, and you had to get from... I had to go and rescue this woman, this scientist mm-hmm. woman, and then get her to this safe point in the city, right? But there's pedestrians screaming, running everywhere, and they're all over the road, the sidewalks, everywhere. So there is no way that you can avoid hitting them. So everyone was giving Modern Warfare 2 a hard time. It sounds like Prototype was the original No Russians level. Oh yeah, I mean this guy. I mean he is—he is the absolute anti-hero. You know, there is yeah. nothing. There are no redeeming features so far, really. Yeah, yeah. And and also he does this thing, right? I mean, this really epitomizes what he is, right? So you're running around the city. If you get too close to a possession, he just punches them in the face. He just <laughs> oh, does it man. automatically. You don't do it. Wow. He, it. His fist just punches out and hits him in the face. See, because I like, feel a little bad as Ezio when I'm going through the streets of Rome yeah, and I'm like yeah. bumping people with my horse or whatever, but that's rough. No, he, he literally punches him in the face. Get out of my way. <sighs> yeah. And if you're in a, like, a big fight with like, the mutated things, right? Yeah. And, and he just locks onto a pedestrian for no real reason and just cuts <laughs> him in half or whatever. You know, like, I didn't actually want to do that. <laughs> so oh, it's it don't. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's very visceral, you know, and it, it's really sort of cool. Sort of. And there's some really cool little side missions like race missions. And there's one where you have to glide and land exactly on like a bullseye. See, the gliding thing really appeals to me. I'm interested to sort of... It is. It's a cool see dynamic. myself getting it just to play around with that. It know? works. I mean, I've, I'll be honest with you. I've been doing quite a lot of the free roam in, in between doing story missions in it. Yeah. You know, just, just exploring the city and seeing what's in Central Park and how accurate it is, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, Brooklyn Bridge and all that sort of stuff. So I'm having a look at the sites before I see them for real. It'd be so think? cool if you could somehow fuse... A game like that with like Google Earth or something, you know, and like <laughs> yeah. play around with it and go everywhere. I don't know, but yeah, no, I'm really, I'm, I'm actually quite enjoying it. You know, whether I'll feel That's... like that after another three or four hours. Yeah, I'll... I mean, I just, you know, because that was the number one thing I remember hearing is that as fun as some of the mechanics are, it sort of wore off quickly. So I'll be curious to know if that's true for you or not. Yeah, and it's a little bit like Heavenly Soul because I haven't gone back to that yet this week again. Yeah. But I got to a, a really quite frustrating part where you had to use the six axes to guide arrows and stuff into Oof. all these enemies. Yeah. And... But the, but the trouble is there's two characters you play as in Heavenly Sword. So you play as a main character, and then yeah. you play as this really young girl who only has a ranged weapon. Ugh. But the trouble is, if any of the enemies get too close to you, there is really... She can, yeah, she can repel them. She does this, like, defensive thing. But apart from that, and the camera is really icky to turn it around quick and aim at them, and 
Yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit of a shame. So I got a bit frustrated with that. But well, she that needs will... to come correct, like Legolas, and oh. stab a dude with one of the arrows, and then knock it and use it to kill another dude. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. But you know, I will go. I will attempt to go back and finish uh, Heavenly Sword because I think the cutscenes and the acting is brilliant in that game. Yeah. But cool. yeah, I mean, my ten pounds for two uh, games has been pretty. Good. Only you got some decent money. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing with cheap games. Even if you don't finish them, it's like whatever. I had a good time. You know, I got like five pounds worth of a good time out of it. So whatever, it doesn't even matter. That it's not. And I may something. Yeah. The last thing I'm going to say is I may send back a Shadow's Tale this week to uh, look. Oh, did you not finish that? No. I got about. Um, I saw it about six hours in. Yeah. But then I read somewhere that it takes about 15 hours to finish, and I'm like, Oi. you know what? Can I spend another 10 hours platforming and doing? Yeah. Right. See, that's the thing that yeah. one of the was t- uh, listening to, someone was talking about a game that they were playing that was really good, but it was really short, but it was okay because it was a really good experience. And I think, uh, maybe it was Chinny talking about Undead Nightmare or something, but like it was like, I think that's something that a lot of game developers mis- make the mistake about because there's this idea that games have to be long, and the longer the game, the better, and that's definitely not true, especially if, you know, gi- giving up halfway through a game, even when I, I feel like I have to do it, I still feel a little disappointed when I do that, you know what I mean? Like, I want the whole experience of the game. So when a developer decides to make a game too long, that is a way of, you know, sort of shooting themselves in the foot, and that's just foolish. I mean, I've heard that a lot about Castlevania. A lot lot of people have said that game. The newest one, the Shadows, whatever? Yeah, a lot of people have said that's way too long, which I've got to play. I have got that, but I haven't... Somebody, yeah, I remember, I think I put it on my Gamefly or whatever it is, but... Well, a lot know. of people love it. You know, a lot of people are saying it's an amazing game, but... I remember someone just... was chewing me out for not having played it. Yeah, but really, really long. All right, real quick. One thing I found out about Scarface, The World is Yours, the video game from 2006. The game developers decided that Al Pacino's voice, as he is now, was too old for the 30-something character. So they gave him full control over his substitute instead as part of a voice and likeness agreement, which is the same agreement that prevents Pacino from lending his voice or likeness to other film-based games, which is why he's not included in the cast of The Godfather. Uh, Andre Sogliuzzo, who plays Tony Montana in the game, was handpicked from a vast selection of voice artists by Pacino himself to deliver the voice of Tony Montana. So, I thought that was kind of interesting. They didn't just pick some random schlub. There you go. There you go. There you go. Okay, I think it is uh, time for a break and this week. Um, And, yeah, when we come back, we're going to look at the first half of this year and what the hell... You know, we're going to do to get the money to play all of the games that are coming out and, you know, banks to rob and stuff like that, I think, is in order. All right, here we go. This is Mike Quigley, also known as Quarnian on Xbox Live. This week, I'm going to be looking at Revolver 360. If you've listened to the podcast for a while, you've probably picked up on the fact that I, I do love my shmups. I love my shooters. Uh, I get a good kick out of them. So uh, they probably do come up a bit too much. So it is always a bit of pleasure to bring a, something a little bit different to the table. And obviously, the developer of this game was, you know, obviously thinking, you know, uh, shmups have been overdone quite a bit too much, and they don't really change all that much. Bullet Hell is pretty common at this point, especially coming out of Japan. So seeing a game that actually takes that and keeping the title of this game in mind lets you revolve your perspective. 
as you're playing the game and to be honest i didn't think it'd add as much to the game as it actually does but if you've ever played a bullet hell shooter before you know that you end up with what essentially are walls of bullets um with tiny little cracks and you've got to weave your way through them um in this game that becomes a lot less of a problem because you get a wall of bullets and then you rotate the screen uh your or rather your perspective 90 degrees and it becomes just a line underneath your ship that you could just fly right above and you can keep doing this throughout the game and there's quite a bit of use uh it would be a bit useless if if the game didn't utilize this mechanic but it actually does to great effect so there's bits where it looks like there's a solid line and you rotate the screen and it it shows that you could actually go through the center of it and there's other cool stuff throughout this game that's like that and um of course a nice little uh you know caveat for people who aren't really as much into bullet hell shooters is you have a very very powerful laser which i will note is on the a button which is a bit unusual um and and some people may think that's actually their default weapon it's not um it's actually the x button and uh this will wipe out bullets for you so you you've got multiple ways to get rid of bullets and obviously this is also a common thing in bullet hell shooters is there always are going to be bullets that you can't destroy and you have to dodge and there are those but to be honest they're very rare in this game and you only really ever see them in the uh, mini boss slash boss encounters so for the majority of this game you can actually just laser your way through it and rotate and it's probably one of the most relaxing bullet hell shooters i've played in a long time and um as far as i can tell there's nothing in this game that should kill chinny but i mean i guess we'll find that out later and it's just a really cool shooter very solid seems to have some amazing replay value in it and at least the unlimited mode so i absolutely uh, suggest people check this out now this is a bit more than um most of the games that we review it is a 240 game so obviously it's, it's going to give people a bit of a pause there but if you play this for even a few minutes you're going to see there's absolute quality in this and this is not something somebody just made in in a couple months they actually spent a good amount of time developing this game and it's got tons and tons of polish in it so if you do love shmups and you want something uh different and the idea of rotating your perspective to avoid bullets is uh up your alley definitely give this a shot and uh you may be pleasantly surprised there you go there you go revolver 360 yes oh he says so um, come on what do you think if, okay first of all the graphics on this game are absolutely awesome i mean if you showed this to somebody and you were like what do you think they'd be like where is this on xbox live arcade because it looks like a full arcade title i mean it's really impressive graphics and the way that it moves around and the world you know shifts and twists is very impressive so i love that part of it the game mechanics i thought were all right quanrian's right the ax thing is kind of confusing at first but it doesn't take too long to get the hang of it and it's fun as far as shmups go i guess i'm just not i don't know i feel like i used to be more into shmups than i am now and maybe that's because we didn't have cool games like scarface or Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a decent shmup. I just don't see myself playing it, so I didn't bother getting it. Yeah, no, I there's thought... nothing really wrong with it. I mean, there's sorry, there's nothing really wrong with it. It's just it's not compelling enough to me to really go for it. No, I sort of agree with you. I mean, I I sort of played it, and and I didn't realize until I looked at the help page that there was an alternate fire. So I was just pressing A, 
and having yeah. this big laser thing, which was killing loads of stuff, but then had to wait for it to reload. And I was like, why can't I fire all the time? This is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. You know, so I was getting a bit frustrated. And again, it's like indie developers. Come on. Some of you might be listening even. I don't yeah. think that it's just going to go out into the void of space. Give us a little tiny bit of tutorial. Don't make it too long. Well, all he needed you know, to say of, was, what you do. yeah, press X for rapid fire and A for... Yeah, right big guns or whatever you know that's all he needed to do at the beginning as you played you didn't need a help page you just needed an on-screen prompt to tell you what did what because yep. it's you know they're fairly easy to figure out aren't they um but yeah i love what i liked about it not only using the rotation thing to avoid uh stuff but also using it to line stuff up to shoot it i was just doing it just to look at it at certain yeah. points i'm like yeah, yeah. You know, really yeah, cool it's, thing, it's, it's you know. It's an interesting mechanic, no doubt about it. And the fact that you can do, le- obviously, left and right, so rotated each way, you know, you could, you know, exactly line it up where you wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I thought it worked really, really well. Uh, but I'm not a big bullet hell schmuck kind of person, so it, it wasn't ultimately my kind of thing. But uh, yep, I liked it. I liked it, though. I thought it was really cool. So, yeah, yeah. good pick. Good pick. If, if you, you like, like schmups, yeah. I mean, this, yeah, this is a great one. It's, it's you know, in terms of... Most games, it's relatively cheap because indie games are pretty cheap. So, two forty is what? I mean, like two dollars in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, three dollars because eighty points is one dollar. So yeah, it's three dollars in the U.S. Maybe two pounds in the U.K. Definitely Not worth checking out. Definitely worth yeah. checking out. Um, something I forgot to mention earlier. Actually, I was meaning to mention something earlier. Mention um, it now. Yeah. Uh, Your shape, fitness evolved. Okay. Yeah. I've actually burned. Uh, 300 calories, I got an achievement, 50 points, or 20 points, sorry. 20 Yay! points, but yeah, getting to 300 calories. Nice. Interestingly, on Raptor, okay, yeah. uh, only 17% of people who played the game have that <laughs> achievement. So out of, That's pretty fun. I know, out of all the people on Raptor who yeah. have, uh, you know, Your Shape Fitness Evolved, only 17% of them have burned off 300 calories playing it. So nice. what does that tell you? <laughs> That they is do. that people are willing to give it a little try, but not too much. Yeah. So, And the other one that I found was quite interesting was when I finished uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Yeah. You get, obviously, an achievement for finishing the game. Right. You know, a final achievement. Only yeah. 32% of people who played the game on Raptor have got that achievement. Yeah. Well, but that's true. We know about we know that from other things they said, didn't we? Like, it's it tends not to be very... Uh... Yeah. Most people don't finish games. Right? 68%. Right. 68% of people on Raptor haven't finished that game yet. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's frightening, isn't it? Well, See, it's, I just, it's a different <laughs> thing, you know? Like, that's just the way different people play, I suppose. You know, there's the odd game, I, but I, I always try and finish games. I do try my best to finish them, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just amazes me when people don't. It know? is weird when people don't. That's true. You know, pay all that money. I mean, you wouldn't buy a book, would you? And then only read it till the last chapter, and then just put it down and never go back to it, would you? Well, that's true, but I don't think people get that close. Or, I think it's probably or, more people get like halfway through. And start then... watching a film, and sort of when you're three quarters of the way through, just turn it off and don't watch the ending. But to be fair, films are usually two hours. If that's a long movie, three hours if it's an epic. You know, you know, your average game is at least six hours. You know so, what I mean, though. You know what I mean. I do it's... know what you mean. I do know what you mean. I think it points to the difficulty that game developers have to keep people interested. Because I don't it's think only... it's that much of a challenge. I think people, uh, when it comes to movies or you know books, people, I think, make it clear. I mean, I've given up on some books. I've, I've stopped halfway. Occasionally, but only if it's, the, it's only rare, if rubbish. Yeah. Right. You know, but, I don't I mean, say Assassin's Creed is not a rubbish game, is it? No, it certainly is not. But I'm saying that, like... I don't know. I think with movies, especially, like, people make a commitment. They know, okay, I'm going to block out two hours for this. But I think with video games, people see them as a little more disposable. 
Maybe. So. I don't know. It's just I just find that weird. It's the only medium where that happens, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. nothing nothing else sort of does. You don't walk but, out in the middle of a play like, that's yeah, it, suck uh, it. Well, you might do. We we well, went to watch the version of Misery at uh, Preston Guildhall. That was terrible. And we, we really, the, you know, the Stephen, Stephen King. King uh, they made it, a play of it and you didn't yeah, like it? Yeah, it was awful. They had, right? We we used to have, right? Just and if it was bad, it was bad. I just think it's a neat idea. We we used to have um, a really terrible Australian prison drama from uh, in in the UK called Prisoner Cell Block H. Okay. Okay, and there was a woman who played like Queen Bee, you know, like the the top dog of the prison. Right. And and it was her who was playing sort of Kathy Bates's character in the in the play. Mm-hmm. And and you she... had a negative association with her. No, you? well. Not really, you know. She she did a good job on Prisoner Cell Block H. It was a terrible, terrible drama thing, and but like um, sort of a yeah, serial type thing, a serial drama. But yeah. but it had these. It, it used to be really funny because when you used to close the prison gates, you know, the walls used to shake because they were made out of wood or whatever. <laughs> you know, it was it was really really cheap. Um, yeah. But she just completely overacted the part. You know when it was you know when someone really overacts and doesn't it doesn't sound natural any of it. Yeah, I saw a version of Macbeth one time and everybody thought they were on the fucking globe stage or something. Oh, you shut yeah. up. It's an intimate quiet moment. Shut up. Yeah, it was it was really terrible to be honest with you. But hey ho, that's nothing to do with games. Uh, that's to do with books and stuff. Well, um, some have people who are overacting too. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, nothing to do with games. Anyway, uh, games, talking of games, right, let's... Uh... Now, Stu, let me ask you a question. Oh. Are there any games coming out in 2011 that we should know about? I think, I think there are, right? Now, to put it into perspective, right, on my list, I have 55 dated titles. Oh, man! For, for 2011, which is more than one a week. And in yeah. addition to that, I've got, just let me count these, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20... Right, number. Another 20 titles that haven't got a release date yet. Oh, jeez. That are possibly coming out in 2011. Man. So we've got 20. Games. So that's 75 games all together. Now. So we're not going to have time to do all of them today. There is no. Well, we're not not only that, but we wouldn't have any time this year to play all of those games, well, are we? Whatever true. happens. You know, whatever we do. And, I mean, and it, again, it comes back to, I guess, what we're saying about people not finishing games. Yeah. Um, but I also I also worry that eventually it's just going to implode on itself some way or another, yeah. because you can only it's just going to become diluted because not everybody's going to buy all these games, and as a result, developers are going to maybe close again this year. And well, that's the thing: the more developers we have, the more ga- and especially the more the game cycle, the game development cycle, is so dependent on bringing out one version of the game or something an IP cashing in every year the way that lego kind of does the way that rock band does the way that cod does i mean when that's the accepted model then the market just gets glutted with all this stuff and each developer has to work harder and harder to get a share of that gaming money slice i mean interestingly the majority or a lot of these games have a two after the name some even have a three well, and some go. have no number, but have been part of a bigger series. So there are a lot of sequels coming out this year. Again, there's not yes. many what you would call new IPs. I think it's fair to say. No. So let's start. Well, shall two we? that I'm interested. Two, two new Only IPs. Only two. I'm well, those. I see. Oh no, there's another one. Three. Yeah, there's a lot. Anyway, let's. Anyway. We're only going to do okay, the first. Okay, sequel, okay. So we're going to go up to the end of June. Okay. The uh, end if of we June, get there, because so there's a lot. The yeah, right. there's a lot to get. Oh, and that one I'm excited about. Okay, yeah, shush, shush. 
Okay. Yes, I'm shushing now. So let's I'm not start. Not going to talk anymore after this moment. Yeah. Now, as far I'm just as going to be quiet so you can read. All right. As far as listeners are concerned, this game will actually be out when they hear the show. Yeah. But for us, it's tomorrow in America. Wait, 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 wait. DC Universe Online. Now, Yay. now I've got to say, we can't have a drum roll after every one of these games because oh, that would probably get pretty annoying sure. after a while um, because there's a lot of them. Uh, but anyway, yeah, DC Universe Online, MMO, coming to PS3 and PC, uh, 11th of the 1st in America, and then obviously a few days after that in the UK. These are all American dates because of my source that I get them from. So these are all American dates, but they will be obviously. One that you're working from. I think I have an older one. Yes, I've, well, it's been updated since then. Oh, been, so some of these have been I have updated. Just a fake list with all sorts of. Fake yeah, I haven't. Dates. But trust me, that's the only one that's changed. That's okay. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, DC Universe Online, PS3, yeah. PC, MMO, uh, Gotham yeah. City. Nobody plays PC games anymore. Well, no, but it's going to be PS3 as well. So it's oh, going to be. Say... Okay, never mind. Yeah, no, on your list it doesn't. On mine it does. Okay, so it's all, so an MMO on the PS3 is the is an this MMO. The first? And uh, no, I mean on the PS3 it is, but we obviously had the Final Fantasy game on the on the 360, so we have had console MMOs, but only very very limited. It'll be interesting to see how this does. I might be interested to give it a yeah. shot. Yeah, I've no idea. There's no demo, is there? Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. But there may be, there may be. But you've got to you've got to bear in mind there is obviously a monthly subscription to play this. As yeah, in, I know, all but I mean. But if I could be Batman, dude, I mean, come on. Oh, no. On. No, basically what you do, right, okay. Oh, you make your own superhero, don't you? You make your own superhero, but it's based – so you have a – you choose a mentor, which is mm-hmm. either Batman or Superman or whatever. And, and obviously they carry – Can you be V? That was a decent I have no guy. idea. But, and, or it can be a baddie like the Joker, so you can either right. be a goodie or a baddie in the game. That's interesting. Now – Oh, dude, Preacher was Vertigo. That's DC. Yep. So you can obviously Sorry, do all that. The- I know, I know. Telling me all the things. Go ahead. So basically, you can be you can be a good or a baddie. Now, what from what I can gather, when you choose, they're they're like your classes almost. Yeah. And it, whatever you choose, will obviously you will have traits of that superhero. Right, right. So obviously, if you pick Superman, I assume you'll be able to fly. If you pick Batman, you'll just have loads of cool gadgets and stuff. I'm not going to be Batman. I'm going to be the man like a bat. There you go. That's different from Batman. Obviously. Um, but you can choose your own name. You can customize your character to make it look like, you know, obviously your outfit, you know, your superhero. I wonder how they're going to deal with, like, the politics of, like, I'm, you know, ordinary working people. I'm so sick of these stupid superheroes. Get away from me. But it, it does sound pretty cool. So you'll be able to do all that stuff now. You, you obviously, now from what I can gather reading up on it, that to get to a stage where you're good enough to start raiding and stuff, right? Yeah. You have to have at least put about 30 hours in. You have to get to a certain level. So yeah. it's at least 30 hours. Um, but they're reckoning the average to really get into the game is going to be about 200 hours. Hey. So this is like a huge, thought, huge, huge... You thought uh, hey. Final Fantasy thirteen was bad. Yeah, 200 hours. But apparently there's lots to do. It does, it does look pretty cool, I have to say. And there's some big areas to explore. Um, sort of outside of the actual game, there is obviously... You know, player versus player stuff as well. Um, but they've got a Legends mode on it where you can play as sort of Superman or the Joker or Batman and fight each other. So they've got... Because obviously there's going to be a lot of balancing issues, you know, between different character classes and, and different things you've done with your characters. So oh, you are going to say there are a lot of nerds who want to be Oh, no, Batman, I'm, so I'm sure there'll be that as well. Something. Just be kick-ass. You could be kick-ass. 
There you 10 are. quid a month in the UK. Yeah, $15. $15, 15 bucks it is. US, yeah. yeah, $15 a month. I don't know. That's a fair amount of cash, and, and obviously you have yeah. to pay... Uh, I think it's thirty pounds for the game in this country. So we've got now, to pay. To be, I mean, you know, we're not paying for the PSN, so I suppose in that sense, I guess. But it's no. still a lot more than, than obviously. But it's a lot more than Xbox Live a year, isn't it? Fifteen. Apparently, Sony Online Entertainment wanted to make a game that used the Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction as one of the main inspirations, and that was a decent game. Yeah. Do you know one of the, the stupid thing is though? If you get the PC version, you can pay. $199 or £180 for a lifetime subscription. Well, that's just silly. No, well, it isn't when you think about it, because that's only just over a year's subscription fees. So you can play a sort of one-off fee, and then you have it forever on the PS3. Yeah, that- but that, that, that says that you're going to be... Who knows Who knows how much you're going to be into a game a year later? I mean, dude, World of Warcraft, I don't know if I... I can't imagine playing a game and wanting to still be into it a year later. I don't know. The one thing kind of I, a risk, yeah, I think. it is, but but that's not offered on the PS3 anyway. That's only PC only yeah. to do that, which oh, yeah. is a bit that's weird. They know all the hardcore weirdo nerds. Are on the... <laughs> you hear the... me talking PC gamers? I, I know you're listening. Uh, weirdo but, nerds. That's what I, I called know. you. But the only the only thing that I sort of wonder is is it sort of you could pay for a month, then not play for a bit, and then pay for it if you want to yeah, play for another right. month. Because I remember I hear someone do that on World of Warcraft, and it was kind of a hassle to yeah. turn it off. On, but, yeah, so um, but so I'd like to know whether you sort of drop in, drop out, or whether you if you don't if you lapse, you know, you sort of lose your character or whatever. About this DC nerds, weirdo gamers, don't get mad at me. Just instead, write up something about the DC universe thing and tell us how it is. And uh, yeah, so there you go. We're never gonna play it, so screw it. So there you go. But I I don't know. I'm interested because I've always wanted to play an MMO. Never played one. Uh, the combat's real time, so there's no messing around with sort of combat stuff. Uh, yeah. But you have like, a, from what I can gather, you press the the right bumper on your joypad, and that brings up your abilities wheel. So yeah. you get like a little ability, a lot like Mass Effect Two, from what I can gather. And then you obviously choose what ability you want to use, yeah. And then it has a cooldown period before you can use it again. So it it sounds a lot like Mass Effect it Two in that respect. Like yeah. And then obviously yeah. just real time combos and kicks and you know normal fighting type stuff. Could be worth a look. I don't know. I'm I'm interested, but. It's the, it's the subscription thing that puts me off. Yes. All right, we got to pick up the pace because if yeah. that's how long okay. we took for a game we're not interested I know. in, God help us. Okay. Next game. Following week, week later, Little Big Planet 2, PS3. Yay. Yeah, PS3. Um, beautiful game. Demo, loved it. Yes. Um, I mean, pre-ordered already. No qualms, no messing. Yeah, they were when I was in GameStop the other day. I was like, they had this little thing that was like, "Here's what's coming up on the little big planet too," and I'm like, "Wow, that looks really impressive." It 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 looks beautiful. I mean, you should. I can't believe you've not. I, I know. I still. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Every time I turn on my PS3, it's like system update needed, and I'm like, I don't feel like dealing with that right now, so I just turn it off again, and I'm like, eh, I should go do all that and get the. This is a two gig download, and you say it's I should massive. do it before I go to sleep tonight or something, and then yeah, I'll, put it on. I'll be it's, ready it's, tomorrow. Your wife would love it. It's just such a cool little game. Playing in co-op, it's brilliant. I'll give it a try. I can't tell you how cool it is. How about this? I'll commit to playing the demo before. Play the demo. And also, actually, while I've got you committed to stuff, there is something Oh, God. You know what? Finals are coming up next week, Listen, listen, listen. I want you to uh, install OnLive on your Mac and give it a whirl. Yeah, I was thinking I should try that. It takes two minutes. There's, there's nothing to download. It's a tiny little Two minutes is flight. a lot of time, man. I'm a busy guy. No, just do it. All right, all right. Hang on. Let me write down these commitments yeah. I'm making. Yeah, we've got to commit to that as well. All right, all right. On live and Little Big Planet demo. Yeah. 
Yeah. And some other demo no, games? no, I don't think so. Um, what else was there on there? Oh, Mass Effect Two was on there, but you played that already. Uh, all yeah. right. So on live, cool. I'll try that too. Okay, yes. fine. On live. Little Big Planet Two. Little Big Planet Two. Don't forget. Just buy it. It's just gonna be awesome. Okay. I don't think people are gonna forget about Little Big Planet yeah. Two. Yeah. It's got the Creatinator and all sorts of stuff in here. <laughs> yes, the hat that shoots out stuff. Indeed, it's just gonna be all. I mean, seriously, awesome. Possible. Seriously, game. awesome or just sort of awesome? All of it. See, yeah. That's game of the year right there. Possibly. Game of the year right there. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Twenty fifth of the first. Uh, Dead Space Two. 25th of the 1st. Yeah. That's a very special day. Is why? My birthday. Ah, oh, well, there's someone else out that day that you might even be more interested oh, in. Yeah. Although, according to some weird bloke in your local video uh, game store, it might already no, be... You must have given me bollocks information. Who knows? Anyway. Uh, yeah, Dead Space 2. Uh, love the demo. Again, I've pre-ordered it. It's already pre-ordered for me. Uh-huh. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't that bothered. Played the demo. Right. I was Didn't like, the demo. huh? Gonna definitely play that now. Loved it. So there you go. It's gonna be another great game. And not sure how they're gonna do the multiplayer though. I'm not sure what that's gonna be. Interesting to see. Yeah, because it's gonna be. See, that's what they should have done on the demo for Dead Space Two. Should give us a little de- multiplayer. Action. I hate those demos. I hate multiplayer. Demos. But they give you a taste of what it is at least. I, I mean, we know what Dead Space was. We played the first. They could have given us both. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Make the single player demo shorter and make the. Give yeah, us a I'm not. Taste I'm, of the multiplayer. Uh, not interested in... Because that's what really interested me in the War for Cybertron. If I hadn't had a demo for Transformers War for Cybertron, I never would have given that game a second glance. But because I like the multiplayer demo, and I didn't even play the multiplayer when I had it from Gamefly. Bah! Anyway. Anyway, there you go. But right. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit, ooh, you know, because EA's doing all this, you know, and Activision and all these. Got to have multiplayer, got to have multiplayer. Whatever yeah, game it is, yeah. it's got to have a multiplayer now. Slam it in. I'd have rather have had, you know, just some co-op-y stuff. You know, co-op missions or something. You know, just to, you know, a bit like, you know, Splinter Cell Conviction, that type of stuff. I'd have yeah. preferred that than sort of deathmatch. Special ops stuff, stuff on Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, that's what I would like to have seen. Not yep. sort of deathmatch and competitive stuff, but yeah, well. I will try it out. I still haven't. We, we, by the way, uh, we do need to talk play dates as far as multiplayer goes. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, everybody's asking. Yeah, it's been a while, huh? And I have it now, so we can do it. It's okay. Yeah, we need to get that sorted out. So, we'll, we'll anyway. Sort something out next. Yeah, I'll put that down on my list of Put that down on a list to commit to things. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, that's an aside, but yeah, Dead Space 2, definite buy for me. And you, yeah. I assume it's a no-no for you. Nah, probably not. Because you didn't like the demo. You didn't like the first one. I'm, it's, not, it's not for me. I suck at those games, so it's not enjoyable. Yeah. No worries. Okay, next one up, which is apparently out last week. From, you know, well, it. no, but on the internet it's saying that it was out. Maybe recently. it is in America. Okay. I don't know. No, 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 not in America. In no, the... there's nothing in the UK. I know because I've yeah. had a look on Shop Two. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Two Worlds Two. Yay! Uh, hey. Maybe I don't know. The guy at GameFly was like, "Why are you interested in getting Two Worlds Two? Did you play the first one?" I'm like, "No, but I heard that they fixed a lot of the stuff." And people who didn't like the first one have looked at it and they say they really like what they're doing on the new ones. So. It's still, I mean, I'll be honest with you, it's still getting raved about and it sold over one and a half million already in Europe. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it sold over a million on PC. Yeah. That's on PC only. Yeah. Well, Rich is the one of the, one of the ones who did that, so. Yeah. So, you know what? I think it's going to be pretty darn good. I'm definitely I'm- willing to give it a look, you know. I mean, the things I've seen look good and We'll see. And it's a budget. It's a budget title in the UK as well. 
Wow. Yeah, go. it's only only twenty nine pounds for that. Twenty nine pounds. But according to right, my dog, be quiet, dog. According to Shop Two, it's the eleventh of Feb for release in this country. It slips slightly, apparently by a week. So it's, it's oh, this listing I'm looking at is EU, so I guess that's different from y'all. Yeah, it slipped a week apparently, so it's in Feb Jeez. now. So well, all right. But you know what? I'm I'm sort of I don't know whether I'm gonna buy it just yet though. I don't know. I don't We're know. I, think I don't know. Perfect. I mean, I might, I might wait to see some more reviews and stuff. But... but there's a problem for you, isn't there? Because the following week, Dragon Age 2 hits. No, that's not a problem for me because I need more time between... i got to give myself resting space between Bioware titles. And I'm still... I mean, Mass Effect 2 wasn't too long ago, so I still need some time before I go back to another Bioware. I'm definitely going to play Two Worlds 2 before I play Dragon Age. Okay, that's fair enough. But yeah, but the... I am looking forward to Dragon Age. Uh, following week, Dragon Age 2, second of the second, 2011, apparently. Dang. Apparently, but like I say, all these days are subject to change, but uh, I didn't realize that was coming so soon in the year. Yeah, I mean, I remember we saw that preview, you know, that little teaser a while back, and I was like, that's not going to be too far away, because they've been working on it for a while, I'm sure. Yeah, but apparently they've upped the ante. The graphics are a, a hundred times better, and the combat's been polished, doesn't it? From I remember other... the graphics didn't really blow me away on the first one, but whatever. I wasn't paying attention to the graphics. Is the gameplay, and then I'm yeah. assuming the gameplay isn't going to be drastically different, so that's cool. But I'm must... make that final boss battle a little less tedious. I know, but I'm not going to get it as it goes for me personally. Uh, did you play the first one? Yeah, but that's a problem. I haven't anywhere near finished the first one. Well, there you go. So there's no way I'm buying this at the beginning of the year. And in all honesty, I just I, already I haven't got enough money for all these yeah, games. Yeah, well, that's the thing. There's all these games coming out. And, you know, you pick the ones you most desperately want. And then the rest of them, at the very least, you can wait to find them used. You know, you yeah. Or something. I mean, the nice thing is Dead, you know, Dead Space 2 is probably going to be, what, 8, 10, 12 hours or something like that. So that's not a huge investment of time. Two Worlds 2 comes out. You know, I can then Get spend... It. You know, style, and, and I've still got Fallout New Vegas to even scratch. Oh, I've yeah. not. I played what an hour and a half, two hours of it. That's it. Mm-hmm. I've barely scratched. I bought that day one. No idea why I bought it. When I think about it now, because I've never played it. You know, never played the never played the game. So I've still got that to play. Oh, just too many games. Gotta oh. get to work. I know. I know. Okay. Uh, quite a lot of people are excited for this. I have to say. Uh, quite a few people I know, you know, are, are interested in this coming out. Want to see what it's doing? Uh, yeah, Test Drive Unlimited Two. Mm. Now, you play the first one? I did play the. I played the demo. Never played the actual whole game. Uh, I hated the first one. I thought it was a... interesting. Well, I mean, I, I have to say that I thought it was going to be like high action, exciting, you know, driving around very fast. And it's definitely not. It's a very laid back, sort of take it easy kind of driving game. Yeah, it is. Well, it is. It's all about the experience, isn't it? And so all that sort of stuff. Right. So I I think I went in with it with the wrong attitude. So I don't know. Now, interestingly, interesting. If you if you order it from shop two, you get some pre-order goodies. Oh, boy. Which is right. Get this. You get um, two codes, two two download codes, uh, one for an online casino Uh in the game. Okay. Uh And one for a Camaro car. Oh. So you get those. Uh, get those. You get a Chevrolet GM Camaro Synergy Special Edition. Which, oh, everyone uh, wants that. Yeah, which is uh, yeah, it's accented by cyber grey rally stripes uh, and 19-inch sterling silver painted wheels. So oh boy! 
Now, the DLC Casino is a 3D casino which exists on its own island within Test Drive Unlimited 2's game world. Mm-hmm. And a- this is Ibiza, is it, the island? Yep. A virtual space where players can meet, compete, and socialize. So it's like PlayStation Home within yeah. Test Drive Unlimited 2. Yeah. So what's all, what's all that about? I don't know. They're trying to make it the social thing. and I, I mean, I, I, you know, I could see that having a certain niche if people, you know, because people get into cars. You know, people, people we know, Forza and all that, they get, you know, they get into it. So I don't know. I could see that being appealing to some people, but... Not because me. in a in a way, like when you think about it, Test Drive Unlimited was almost like a driving MMO to a certain extent. Yeah. Because I remember people who played that game and loved it. You say, oh, they used to just like hang out by a swimming pool with other players and stuff, and yeah. you know, not drive at all and do loads of weird stuff, you know. And I'm guessing this is taking it that step further. Now I'm assuming you'll be able to go in nightclubs and all that sort of stuff as well. So yeah, I think it could be quite an interesting thing, but. Not going to be for me, I'm afraid. Don't do driving games much. So. Yeah, I'm with you. So, but I, I think Chinny will like this because I think he liked the the original Test Drive Unlimited. So, yeah. if he were here, opinion. yeah, if yeah, he were well. here to give his opinion and not doing homework, he <sighs> he might be telling us how cool this game's going to be. I'll tell you this: this is Professor's fault for giving him all that homework. I know, I know. Boo, boo, boo Professor. Yeah. So yeah. So he he actually at this point in time could be going. Oh, this game's going to be brilliant. I'm going to be like driving around, going to nightclubs, and hanging out in the casino. Apparently. So that is on the eighth of Feb, two thousand eleven. So we've only just got to Feb, and we've already got one, two, three, four, five, six games already. Jeez, yeah. all sorts of games. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one up, Wii. There's not many on the Wii, I have to say, for oh. this year coming that I'm aware of uh, much. But, uh, the, yeah, the Conduit 2 is uh, coming out on the Wii on the 16th of the 2nd, twenty. Now, you played the first one, right? I did, right to the yeah. end, and I finished it. It was okay. Yeah. I like... Is this I, one of the sword-type dealies, is it? No, no, this is a first-person shooter. Uh, oh, that's yeah. right, that's right. Yeah, first-person shooter. Um, I quite like the first one for its basic mechanics. I like... Yeah. I like the feel of the shooting because it is a lot like a keyboard and mouse. Yeah. But, you know, and I say this every time I talk about playing a game like that on the Wii, there is no comfy way to play one. Yeah. Because you have to balance... The, the easiest way I find to play these sorts of games is to actually sit, right. balancing my elbows on my knees, yeah. and obviously use, getting a nice stable platform so I can obviously aim quickly on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was always that issue of if you just went out of range of the screen, it would dis you know disorientate on the screen and it'd take it a while you know take it a few seconds to recenter the the pointer and stuff. So right. it never quite worked that well, yeah. uh, but it was good. It was passable, and you know you know on the Wii first person shooter, it sort of worked okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't mind no, it too much. Cool. So, I, that's a, it's the best you can say about a shooter on the Wii. It, yeah, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad, but you know what? I don't think I'm going to be getting this at all because there is just too many actually really good games coming out around the same time. So, yeah. unfortunately, it's not going to get it looking because a week later on the 22nd, and I guess you know, keep saying you need to add a few days on for the UK release date for these. Uh, but yeah, 22nd of the second, Bullet Storm is is alright. Yay! And again, yeah. I, I didn't realize this was so soon into the year. Yeah, yeah. You know, another game. And, uh, yeah, I loved the demo at Eurogamer. I played that at Eurogamer, and it was really, really good. 
Um, you're not going to get, and it, it's like you know what's quite cool about it, and you know we, you know we talk an awful lot about stories and voice acting and yeah. characters and you know games being like films and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, this game is definitely none of those things. Yeah, this is like a game. Yeah. You know, and that, and I think that's quite cool that it's still you know harken back to that just that visceral shooting experience with no real story. Although they're claiming it's going to have a you know a, a really good story, so we'll see. I, I don't know. I've heard the dialogue, and I'm not convinced it's going to be a serious story somehow. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, every, I think it seems like every game makes that claim. Like this, we put a lot of work on the story. Blah blah blah. It's like. Very few games impress me with their story, so I'm just like, whatever. But you know what? I don't think it even matters. You know, because when... no, it doesn't. I mean, if you know, because I don't really tune in for the story. I think this having a good story is sort of like an unexpected benefit from a game. No, 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 no. I want really good stories in games and good voice acting and good acting and all that sort of stuff. But in the case of Bulletstorm, it does. Well, matter. right. Yeah, there are certain games certainly where it doesn't matter at all, and it's just like whatever. You know, because I guess I've just come to expect that most games yeah. aren't going to have very good stories. So. You know, because you know the majority of games spent kicking people onto cactuses and lashing them with your sort of lance thing, and then shooting them in midair and getting big combos for doing lots of stupid moves and stuff all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was it. What was really cool about it when we played it is. It's very intuitive. the The controls are really smooth, and there's nothing there's nothing that doesn't work. You know, everything just and feels really easy to do. Right. You know, and I think that's a sign of a really good game when you just yeah, feel definitely. naturally straight away. You know exactly what you're doing. Sure. So that's that's what we all said about Limbo. So. Yeah. You know, and that's what's really right. So, Bullets told me you're gonna get it. Um, eh, I don't know that I'm gonna go rushing out. I mean, I'll probably it certainly is on my radar. I mean, it's certainly something I'm interested in. I don't, you know, it's a very rare game that I've, I go and get on day one or, you know, right away, but I could see myself, you know, waiting as soon as I find it used, you know, the the shop that I buy most of my used games at, they have a sort of tiered pricing system. So the more recent a game is, the more expensive it is. Like, you know, the, 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 like if, if they get black ops right now, they'll probably sell that for like forty nine ninety nine, you know, like 50 bucks. But once the game's out for a while, they'll drop it down to thirty nine ninety nine, and then eventually like twenty bucks, and then fifteen or whatever. So I can see myself getting Bulletstorm very early on. So let me let me ask you this: so out of the game so far, is Two Worlds Two the only one that you may buy at launch? Two Worlds Two is probably the number one thing I'm looking forward to on that list. Yeah. God, I hope it lives up to your expectation. Yeah, after I hope so. I mean, that's the thing is, I'm I am gonna give a. I mean, okay, I, I had some money from Christmas, and I was like, oh, two worlds, two. Let's give it a try. But I probably should be a little patient and see what people say first. So. I think mean, you know, I I have high hopes, and you know, Big Bad Daddy, I I pretty much trust his opinion, you know, and he's yeah, he's yeah. pretty much giving it the seal of approval, and he that's really true. likes his RPGs. So yeah, it's true. So, you know, I, I reckon it's going to be touch wood. I think that's a good recommendation. A pretty yeah, good game. You know, and I like I I actually sort of liked the original yeah. Two Worlds in a guilty pleasure kind of way. You know, it had some sort of good stuff going for it for all the bad stuff, you know. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. So that's so that's out of the way. Uh yeah, Kill Zone three. So are you interested in this? Uh eh, I still have to play the single player on Kill Zone two. Yeah, you know, it it's yeah, it's okay. It's right. I mean, you know, if I'm looking for multiplayer look, if I'm looking for a single player first person shooter, I've got like four that I haven't played yet. 
that I own that I've just never gotten around to. So I might as well play one of those. And if I'm looking for an all- online multiplayer, eh, I'm not going to really go to the PS3, I'm afraid to say. so. I think we'll have to see what the single player... I mean, I played... Again, I played the demo for this in 3D, no less. Mm, yeah. Um, it was all right. It, they've definitely made some improvements. You know, the the yeah. movement's definitely been improved upon. Uh, I mean, th- I really like the Killzone 2 multiplayer, so I could see it being yeah. decent. It's just not something I'm crazy about, you know? There is still some of that sort of, you know, feel of weight when you move the gun, but it's right. a lot less noticeable. It's not as exaggerated as in the first game. And I think in some games, that's okay. I mean, you know, uh, Rainbow Six Vegas is a much different style of game than call of duty or whatever it is because it's just slower and it's more you know your your actions are a little more fluid and it's not about racing everywhere but rather moving from one spot to another and using the cover and whatnot so i can see kill zone being that same sort of category of you know just take your time plot a little more and it's just different i don't think so much yeah i I guess but i think also they're still aiming for that realism so it feels like you're really carrying a a heavy weapon and you know you can't you know in in call of duty games you just you know you can spin extremely fast from, you know, one side right, to right, another or whatever. Right. So, you know, I think they're still trying to go for that realism. So they've taken some of it out, but not all of it is the feeling yeah. I got playing it. But it was fine. I liked the jetpacks. You know, I had to go with the jetpacks and all that sort of stuff. Well, so. if you like jetpacks and Section 8 Prejudice is your game. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, if you like jetpacks, you're going to get Kill Zone 3, aren't you? Not no. Section 8. Anyway, okay. Uh, next one up, Fight Night Champion. Have you heard of this? Is this a new... Is like Fight Night Round 3? It is a new... This is... No, this is Fight Night Champion. Well, I know, but I mean, it's made by the same people. It is. It is indeed. It is indeed. Uh Now, Chinny, you know, unfortunately he isn't here, but he's excited for this. Yeah, well, he's a big fan of the Fight Night games. He said he... But is this... Is this not... Just are they not doing what they do with all their sports games? That is putting out one a year and well, they didn't. We didn't have one in 2010. We had no. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, unfortunately, I've not really been following much on this because it isn't uh, my kind of game. It's not my thing, so it's not something I've Uh, really been been looking at. Um, But. You know, Chinny's excited, so maybe that's a good sign. And he can, if he actually joins us at all next week, you know, because he may do. You never know. He you can never maybe, know. He maybe can tell us a bit about it. You know, yeah. some inside info on it. So yeah. there you go. So we'll move on. We'll come back to that when Chinny's here because I know he he really is excited for that. Okay, next up, another PS3 exclusive. Oh snap! Next up, uh, Sorcery on the Move, and this is on the second uh, of the third, so second of March. This one. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. What is it? Uh, this is uh, this was demoed at E3, and oh, yeah. and I've got to say it looks pretty cool. It's a bit like uh, Harry Potter, so oh, you okay. basically play a wizard and you have lots of spells that you use the move controller to cast by performing different movements in the air. Huh. So you perform different sorts of movements in the air, and that obviously performs different spells in the game. Um, yeah. But it looked pretty cool. It looked uh, quite an interesting sort of uh, third-person action game with magic, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Mm. I mean, it's neat. You know, I can see them wanting to flex the move thing for this. It looks cool. I think, and again, like, I think Connect would offer more interesting possibilities because it could be moving your hands in all sorts of ways, finger movements or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever. This could be good. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite impressed with the demo I saw, and it was one of the few things on Move that I thought, actually, you know, that's not terrible. It looks, it looks quite cool. So, for all those people with a move out there, uh, Sorcery is coming on the second uh, of March for you guys, apparently. But again, give it a look, folks. Could these could good. all be subject to change. Um, yeah, next one. Now, I, I, I really, all this, although this was on the release list the, on this date, I would be extremely shocked if this came out because it was only announced yeah. at E3 last year and right. although it did look pretty polished you know the demo that they did did look sort of pretty good but I would be really shocked if this came out well, what uh, game is it man? Uh, Twisted Metal 10 oh, uh, yeah. which obviously was a surprise sort of left right till the end of the conference announcement uh, PS3 oh, yeah. exclusive obviously again uh, and this one apparently is also the second or the third now the other thing is I can't see them releasing two uh, PS3 exclusives on the same day. That seems very silly, yeah. yeah Although so, they are aimed at pretty different audiences. They are, but no, I'm not, I'm not convinced. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, I've never played a Twisted Metal game, so maybe you can... Yeah, I played one once upon a time. It was all right. It's mostly just crashing into things, you know? Do everything you can to destroy the other cars. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it looks demolition like, derby. Yeah, that's what it looked like. It looked like deathmatch with cars instead of guns. Yeah. You know, from what I saw on the on the trailer, and uh, he showed a couple of game modes, didn't he? At E3, you yeah. know, a couple of different game modes. But it, it sort of looked fun. But again, it's driving in and, and, and <laughs> anything with a car. Yeah. Stu's just like forget it. Yeah, no, Chitty likes driving games, but only arcadey ones. No, I meant Stu. Yeah, yeah, and this, to be fair, is very arcadey. So yeah. I don't know. I might enjoy it, but I'm just not invested enough because I've never played any other Twisted Metal games. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I really don't know whether I'm, I'm sort of that bothered. Are you? Is this something you might look no, at? I don't have any interest in this at all. No, I didn't think so. But uh, maybe Chini will. Who knows? Who knows? I think in a lot of ways they're playing on the devotion of fans of the older games, and I don't have any of that, so I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, who knows? Now, the next game, there have been rumors that this is slipping into 2012. Really? I've heard, yeah, but whether those are unfounded or not, who knows? But I have been. This is what I think it is. I must say, I was pretty impressed by the preview I saw. Yeah, which, which is Deus Ex uh, Revolution. Oh man, I tell you, I played the first one and I thought it was, eh, you know, whatever, an okay shooter. But the preview I saw, just, I mean, it looked some of the stuff in it just looked really neat. Like the first time I ever see the Fifth Element. Yes. I hated that movie, but I thought that you know when the preview came out, a lot of the stuff in it just looked neat. You know, like how do those cars work, and like some of these gadgets that looks so awesome. You know, like like um, Bioshock Infinity. Some of that stuff looks really cool. You know, even if you know, never mind about the fact that it's like in midair, just like some cool, neat things in it. And I think that's what impressed me about Deus Ex Revolution is that it looked really neat. So, so what sort of things impress you the most then when you, you saw the I think the just like the way that his hands move and like it's just, you know, like he's got these bionic type things on his hands that are just sort of like technology on his arm and stuff. And like some of the ships were moving around. It looked in a really cool way. And just like the graphics seemed to be very clearly delineated so that there was some parts that you were clearly supposed to be looking at and the rest sort of blended into the background, which was really good. And, I just thought that the visual flavor of it was well done. So, yeah, I, it I mean, it'll play well or not, who knows? I mean, I never, again, I never played the original Deus Ex, so I've no idea what to expect again because it's not sort of something I've played before. Uh, obviously, I've read a little bit, seen the previews, all that sort of stuff, and yeah, it does look pretty cool. Yeah, but it's got—I I, I get the impression it's sort of quite an RPG sort of type yeah. game. 
Yeah, I would imagine they'd probably do that. You know, sort of those elements in there. So because they're putting that in most shooters these days, it yeah. seems. You know. So it could be quite... I mean, when you think about it, I mean, you know, if you take a game like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, 37 hours, that is running into, you know, RPG length of game, isn't it? Well, and, I mean, you know, you're buying new weapons, you're buying better armor. Exactly. There's more RPG than that. So. Upgrading your character, making his armor look different, all that sort yeah, of cool exactly. stuff. So it definitely is, is one of those things that they seem to do an awful lot these days. So yep. Okay. Because it, it works. It's fun, you know. It makes the game a little more in-depth. So, yeah. Okay, next one up, 8th of the 3rd also, 8th of the 3rd, 2011, yes. Homefront. Oh, baby, this is another one that's like... This This I'd could say... be a... Yeah, this could be a bit under the radar, I reckon. This could be one that people aren't really looking at too much, but... Yeah, I mean, they had a thing on the Xbox dashboard here. I don't know if it was on yours too, but I remember when I saw it, I was just like, oh, man, that's right, that's coming soon. And I think, you know, they're the same people that did Frontlines, Fuel of War, yeah. and that was a good game with not the best interface or graphics in the world. So I think if they really refine the interface and the graphics, it could really be a strong um, contender. And I think, you know, the story, whatever, it may not be that great. But, but it's, being think... ri- it's being written by uh, John Milius, isn't it, who wrote Apocalypse Now and Red Dawn? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's, not like, it's not like they've got a crappy ride doing it. Well, I mean, Red Dawn is not the yeah, greatest. Red Dawn without well, Apocalypse Now. We co-wrote that. Apocalypse Now is great, no doubt. But um, I, I, you know, it sounds to me like this might be a little more like Red Dawn than because I mean, it sounds like it's sort of the basic story. Yeah, it's of Red easy, Dawn. Sort of, yeah, it's sort of Americans having to deal with you know an invasion Korean, here at home, the Korean is, Army invading USA and yeah, which I mean, let's be honest, that's a pretty ludicrous idea. I don't know why North Korea would want to try to invade. Well, the US. Seems, this seems like something that that might have happened when sort of Red Dawn was written, but not so much now, I don't think. But who well, knows? even Red Dawn. I mean, that was the thing about Red Dawn. It's like, come on, give me a break. They send four tanks to conquer this small Midwestern town? What is that about? We need those tanks in New York City. No, 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 no. Uh, Podunk, you know, Paducah, Kentucky. we got to use them to take over. I mean, do you, do you think he sort of go, you know, went to the developers and went, do you know I've got this really cool idea for a video game? It's like Red Dawn. Well, actually, it is Red Dawn. It's Red Dawn. <laughs> it's like Let's Red make Dawn. it into a video game. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, that makes for a good concept. It makes for an interesting juxtaposition. Like, I think that's why it worked in Modern Warfare 2, because you had this stark, you know, surprising idea of a war in the heartland of America, which is something you don't often see. In Three Kings, you ever see that movie Three Kings? Yeah. There yeah. was some scene where the guy, the Iraqi dude, is describing, like, imagine if the bombs fell in your neighborhood. And then there's this scene where Mark Wahlberg's character is, like, thinking, like, what would it be like if there were a war in my neighborhood? Yeah, that's something that a lot of Americans don't think about. Yeah. But it could be an interesting idea for a video game, if nothing else. So It does, we'll look, it does look quite cool, I've got to say. Yeah. And uh, uh, the other thing is that the, the, they've said, like, obviously the first game, Frontlines, was more multiplayer based and they didn't really put a lot of effort into the single player star part of the game with this one yeah with this one they wanted they said they wanted to do a really solid single player game and a a decent multiplayer to go with it Um, again I have high hopes I'm going to wait a little bit to see what the reviews say but you know yeah but this is going to have 32-player online uh, warfare on dedicated servers, so no messing with uh, 
you know, peer-to-peer or anything of that nature. I mean, for all the problems that Frontline's had, and I think the biggest one I had was, guess what, the squad system. Because it was just, I mean, even compared to Battlefield Bad Company 2, the squads and Frontlines were really tedious. You had to, like, apply to be in a squad, and the squad leader would say, yes, you can be in it. And it just kept interrupting the gameplay in order to deal with the squads, which is the last thing you want. But... You know, that said, if you had a decent squad that you could stay with from match to match, the mechanics were actually okay. The gameplay itself, it was just the interface between you and the game that was a little wonky. So I think if they sorted that out, they could really do some good stuff. Yeah, no, I think I think this is definitely one to watch out for. You know, this yeah. for the first-person shooter multiplayer people out there, you know, this could be one for you guys to keep an eye on. We haven't seen something really remarkable in that since Modern Warfare 2, and even that was sort of just a continuation of Modern Warfare 1. So, you know, whereas Battlefield Bad Company was good, I don't know if it really turned a corner. Medal of Honor was obviously a big disappointment. Halo Reach is just more Halo. I think this could be sort of the next thing. I've heard this. It does some really weird leveling up thing with the weapons and stuff as well in the game. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure, so I don't know too much in the way of detail about that, but I did hear some stuff that it uh, does this really unusual thing with the weapons. Well, we'll see. We'll wait and see. Okay, so that's the 8th of the 3rd. On the 9th of the 3rd, which is a really weird date, because it's one day after a normal release date, there's two uh, games that have come out on that day, which is a bit odd, um, yes. is uh, Shift 2 Unleashed. Uh, yeah, new Need for Speed game. Oh, the Need for Speed Shift 2 Unleashed. Yeah, yeah well, it isn't. It's just called Shift 2 Unleashed. So, so they've, they've dropped the Need for Speed from it, because they the realize Need for Speed is... Street racing, and you can't put that on a... Yeah, so they've shift. dropped the need for speed, and it's now Shift 2 Unleashed. Uh, so, yeah. So I'm we, guessing... Isn't this oversaturating the sim market? I don't know, but I'm guessing they've uh, decided that the first one did well enough to go ahead and uh, make a sequel to it. So yeah. so they're going to be doing that as well. So that's that. I mean, I don't know what we can really say about uh, need for Speed Shift uh, and Shift to Unleashed because they're just you know sim racing games. So I'm guessing new tracks, new cars, maybe tweak the gameplay mechanics a bit and sort of maybe got a better interface and maybe some cool stuff we don't know about. So who same knows? shit, different forty quid. Yeah, that's it. So I don't I don't really know how much different it's going to be. But there you go, nine for the third for that one. Uh, yeah, also on the nine for the third, uh, Lego Star Wars Three: The Clone Wars. Mm. So a new Lego game. There's actually two Lego games this year. Huh. Uh, but the other one's later in the year. But yeah, Lego Star Wars 3, The Clone Wars. Um, I, don't, I know. don't know if that can have the same impact as the other two Lego Star Wars games. I mean, it'll sell because Lego games sell well, whatever. Happens. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. I just don't know how much I would appreciate it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I like the Harry Potter game, but I, it's because I guess I can relate to that. And Millie can relate to it. You know, so when we play that together, we both really enjoy it. Oh, sure. I would imagine it's a great sort of game cycle for kids. And I mean, I mean the only reason I said it is because the Clone Wars is not something that I've really followed in terms of the story. You know, it's an interesting period in Star Wars history, but I don't know. I mean, there's a good um, comic book series about it, but I don't know if it's something I'm really fired up about. I mean, I've tried to get Millie to watch Star Wars, incidentally. Uh, um, probably about three or four to. months ago. Yeah, she thought it was boring. She went, this is boring. I'm Which like, one did you start what? with? Star Wars. Episode four? Yeah, of course. Oh, man. What's wrong? I mean, I it's an, by today's standards. What's wrong with kids movie. these days? Well, don't get Seriously. me wrong, dude. I'm with you, man. Have you ever seen that thing where it's like I asked my girl, to, my girlfriend to explain the Star Wars movies? 
and like it's just she keeps talking about like Hans Solo and like oh. Yoda then is Luke's father or something. She just gets it all screwed up. It's really funny. So. And you just stand there wanting to correct her. Yeah, I'm exactly. Sure. I'm sure. But oh my god. Yeah, she said it was boring. So again, I don't think she'd be even interested <sighs> in these. You know, this game. She's but... not mature enough. Kids she's don't. Just, you know, just... you give a six year old Shakespeare, they're not going to understand. Although I did, I don't know whether I told you, but she did ask me now that she's watched the other Harry Potter movies, which are twelves. You know, yeah. she's nine, and asked yeah. me, could she, could she now watch the other uh, Lord of the Rings movies? Oh, that's cool. So she actually came to me and said, you know, now that you've let me watch those, can I watch the other two Lord of the uh-huh. Rings movies? So, you know, you there's hope, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to do that, but obviously I've got to put six hours aside for those. Well, yeah. Uh, you yeah. just sit them all, watch them all in one sitting, that'd be kind of... No, they can't love us. That would be too... I, I think I would be sort of brain dead by the end of Yeah, you, you'd become Gollum. Yeah, that's why... Yeah. Yeah, you would just... Yeah, God. They're precious. Anyway, um, so that's that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then yes, the next game, another another PS3 exclusive. Oh man, they're just going crazy. Have we had any Xbox exclusives? No, nope. none. What the heck? No Xbox exclusives till the end of the year. Oh man, that's weird. Yeah, none, none, none that we know of. Anyway, none announced. None announced. Um, yeah, and that. Yeah, here we go. Are you ready? Yakuza Four. <laughs> what are they thinking? Oh, Did three sell any? It look yes, three. You know, you'd be surprised. In the U.S. In the U.S. Ah, uh, some, <laughs> some. But you know, in Japan. I guess that's the thing is they sell. I mean, okay, so they sell you, in Japan, you, but I don't know. Are they are they able to make the money that they spend on localization? That's the question for me. I don't know. Anyway, sixteen for the third. That's coming out. But right. It looks completely mental. Have you not? Have you seen the trailers for this? Oh no, no, you show me the trailer. Zombies, yeah, man. Yeah, it's got zombies and. You were real excited about the trailer, and she and yeah. I were like, whatever. Yeah. I like it. I've, I think this could be cool. In a really yeah. weird sort of Japanese, weird Japanese-y sort of Japanese way. People have go. gone crazy on the freaking Wikipedia page about Yakuza 3. Yeah. Most video game pages don't have a whole lot of info. This they is love it. Man. You've, got to, you've got to understand, right, the people who love this game, you know, or love the Yakuza series, really love the Yakuza series. I guess so. You know, you they're fanatical almost. It's like you know, obsessive. They yeah. they love this game. You can't knock it, man, because those people love it. You know, like it or not. I can't. Com- I can't knock it, but I'm just saying. I just I, I don't know. I, everybody yeah. I hear from, they I don't know. People I know aren't, aren't so crazy about it. So I guess it just makes me think that it's not that popular. But I guess I live in a bubble of some yeah, kind. You do. It, it, it is do, very yeah. popular. Very popular. But yeah, Yakuza Four. It looks awesomely mental so you never know you never know it could be a little again another one that maybe we're not too bothered about that could turn out to be really really cool okay uh crisis 2 not bothered in the well, that's what i heard i mean everyone was interested but then y'all played it and it's like meh yeah i do you know what i i really could be i couldn't be any less bothered about it to be honest yeah mm-hmm. It's just like played the demo, thought it was a bit pants. The it didn't work well. Yeah. The sort of loads of sort of lag issues and frame rate issues and screen tearing and so it, it it really was bad. Yeah, it really was bad. So I'm I'm certainly not unless something remarkable happens to turn me around. I'm not interested at all in that. Well, that's all right because there's plenty of games to be interested. There in. is, there is. Okay, same day, twenty third of the third. Uh, oh, still in March, man. I know. Fear 3. Yay, Fear 3. Yeah, I'm not bothered. Um, see, I am. I don't know what it is about Fear 2, but I just that ranks up there with some of, one of my favorite first-person shooters of all time. 
But Monolith aren't making this, you know? I know, but it doesn't matter. Oh, I'm sorry, right? Okay, if if sort of Epic weren't making Gears of War, you'd be like, <laughs> what are Epic? Why did not make? If Valve weren't making the next Portal or Half-Life. Yeah, game, that's right? true, that's true. Do you understand what I mean? But, but you know what? I don't know, because I feel like in some way having an IP means that you have something to live up to. You, like, you know what shoes you have to fill. And I, I know that means that that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to make as good a game, but I feel like... I don't know. It, it makes me more hopeful than if it's just uh, some new IP from this other developer. But Do we know anything it, about the people who are making it? No, a little bit. They haven't made anything of any great importance, I have to say. Right. And that, that that worries me also. Um, you know, and, and also, but, but the thing is, then, then I sort of find myself asking, you know, uh, what are Monolith actually making now? You know, what are they making? Yeah. Because obviously, you know, they did... Um, you know, Fear 2. Well, you know, Day 1 Studios who were doing Fear 3, they did the first Fear game, didn't they? No, they didn't. They did the port. Uh, they did the port for the consoles, and that's that's I what I mean, and it wasn't a great port either. Right, right. You know, so... I don't... I'm, I'm really, really not interested at all. I sort of was. Uh, but now I'm not anymore, you know? I sort of was like... But, you know, when I, as soon as I found out that Monolith weren't making Condemned, it, that's the other game. Yeah, you know. Condemned and Condemned 2, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I really don't know what Monolith have been doing since they made Condemned 2 and, and Fear 2. I don't know what they're up to these days. Uh-huh. I guess not much. No, it obviously does seem that way. So yeah. I guess we'll just have to wait and see and see if they bring some adults out. But I haven't heard anything from them in a while, so who knows? Not that person. I mean, you know... You know, they don't phone me and go, oh, Stu, just to let you know what we're up to at the moment. They don't do anything like that. Right. Eh, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with it. And I'm, I have to say, like, I'm kind of curious about the story of Alma and, you know, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Let's have a look. I'm just, just bringing up Monolith on Wiki to see if they've actually got anything in the pipeline. No, I just looked. They have nothing else. Nothing, is it? It's like they've disappeared. Yeah. You know, they did Fear 2, Condemn 2, and then sort of... That's it? Nothing. Very odd. Very odd. Because, I mean, to me, they were quite a prolific developer. You know, when Fear came out on the PC, it was like the sort of, look how cool this game is. Oh, sure. You know, so who knows? I'm a bit concerned that they've sort of gone under and we just don't know. Or disappeared, or they're doing some super top secret game that we just don't know about. Who knows? So, yeah, not not that bothered. Uh, Next game, Child of Eden uh, coming out Mm -hmm. on multiple platforms. This is both PS3 and... Uh, 360. Now I know it's definitely connect. Pardon, uh, Child uh, of Eden is the um, is the guy who who made uh, Res HD. Oh yeah, Res. okay. And it, it right. looks a lot like Res, to be honest. Um, but he's definitely got connect uh, playability uh, for for the 360. I could see Res being a lot more fun if it had some connect type of thing. No, I mean, I mean, unfortunately, at E3 they did the demo at the beginning of the Ubisoft uh, conference. Yeah, because it's Ubisoft published, and because for me, if you're gonna sell Connect to the hardcore audience, they should have been demoing this as part of the Connect lineup. Okay, okay, I got you. But then they couldn't because it's not exclusive to to 360. Well, you know what? All that industry stuff is beside the point. If it's a cool game, it's a cool game. So now, interestingly, I've heard that it may not be move compatible. It's going to be Connect, but possibly not move. Now, I've also heard. Yeah, I've also heard from people who have played the game that it plays better with standard controls than it does with Kinect. Mm. 
it, it sort of plays better with a normal controller played in a normal way. So, yeah. and apparently it's dumbed down when you play it on Connect. It's sort of not as difficult. I'm sure there's a lot of... I mean, yeah, yeah, that's frustrating. But I can see them wanting to be like, we'll get more market share if we don't make well, it possibly, so hard but for let, let me ask you this, though. Are you prepared in this day and age to pay full retail price for what's effectively a shooter? Maybe. I mean, it depends on really? how cool it is. I don't know. I don't know what I am. Maybe not. As cool but... as it is, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I thought it, I was convinced it was going to be downloadable yeah you know a downloadable game on xbox live arcade you know psn which it may still be i don't know but we've got it on this retail list as a as a release yeah 29 for the third so don't know i don't know so i'm a bit again i need to know more about i'm interested because it looked really cool when he was playing it but i don't know whether I'm, i'm prepared to pay full retail price for something that isn't a full retail game in my opinion yeah don't know. It's going to have to have a hell of a lot of content to. I mean, it, it, it sounds like they are counting on the novelty of Connect, you know, and like, you got Connect. What else are you going to get for it? Connect and Moles, give me a break. Yeah, no, true. True enough. But there are potential other Connect games that are coming out that are more serious in nature. So there, yeah, there are those. Not yet. No, yeah, but no, possibly this year. No, they are this year. Possibly. Oh, uh, yeah, but not right away. I don't know. We'll okay. Uh, 2nd of April, you know, next one. Uh, PS3 exclusive again. You ready for this? PS3 exclusive again. Uh, Ico and Shadow of the Colossus Collection. Yay, Ico, I can't wait. Inglorious HD. Oh, HD, oh, no. the way it was meant to be played. Have you seen the comparisons? It does look pretty cool. Yeah, yeah oh man, I can't wait. Now, obviously- you know I mean, here's the thing. I'm excited to play it in HD. Yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. What I'm most excited about is that everybody's going to know how awesome this game is now. Because I've been saying for five years, if anybody even mentions, uh, yeah, my brother just found his PS2 again. PS2, I go! It's $40, but it's worth every penny! And people think I'm a lunatic. And they're, Get away from me, don't hurt me, please. You know, like, now, I'm going to have people, I, I'm just going to wait for the messages to roll into my PS3 well, I'll tell you what, hey, you dude. Right, dude. I'll tell you what, dude. It better be good. It's good. Yeah, I know. I, it really better be, be like, good. What the hell? This thing sucks. Now, I have high hopes because I, I thought Shadow of the Colossus was one of my favorite games I've ever played after finishing yeah. it. Yeah. So I have high hopes. But I'll tell you what, it better be good. <laughs> it's going to be harder to live. It's like when Homer Simpson was like, the new Poochie's going to be better than 10 Super Bowls. I don't want to oversell it. Judge for yourself. I know I've been like hyping it for years, so I gotta tone it down. But it better be good. Um, but I'm, you know, assuming that it, you know, did I steer you wrong on Mist? No. <laughs> although, so, I'm, you know, although I'm struggling with Riven at the moment. I know, I know, I know. I'm really finding it hard to get into. I'm finding it much harder than Mist to get into. Mm-hmm. It's not as got as much novelty, but stick with it. I think you'll be. happy. But you're right. The body has disappeared. He's he's gone. Yeah. The guy who was on the the cliff edge has disappeared now for me. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, so I am struggling a little bit, and I'm going to have to get some hints, I think, because I'm struggling. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, I go, yay. Up, Yeah, 2nd of the 4th. Also, on the 2nd of the 4th, 2nd of April, uh, yeah, another Wii exclusive. Wii exclusive. Uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword is out. Yay. Um, I'm interested in this. Mm. because They're More than other Zelda games on the Wii? I've never played any other Zelda games on the Wii. Oh, well, there you go. That's I amazing. obviously played Zelda on my DS. 
you know, the spirit right, tracks, right. which I really, really, really yeah, yeah, enjoyed. Really, really that. I loved it, I loved it, and played it to the end, loved it about 25 hours for a DS game, which is just ridiculous. Uh, but excellent, loved it. So, I'm excited for this, I'm going to be definitely getting this, I think. I yeah. definitely think I'm going to get it and give it a good uh-huh. Uh You're obviously not, because you've no Wii. Nope. You know, so and it's not the type of game I'm going to run out and get a Wii yeah. first. Now, I've got to say, just before we carry on, April is a massive month. Yeah, it is. I mean, there is not because a- not there's like more games than any other month, but because the games that are coming out well, are choice. It's, it's a bit of both. There are potentially more. Well, there's not as many as March. March had a ton of games. March had a ton. But, but quality-wise, there is some quality-wise, major releases in April. There's no game here. I'm, I mean, that Zelda one's the only one I have absolutely no interest in. Yeah, so that's Psycho out of the way. Uh, Legend of Zelda out of the way. But I mean, let's be honest. What am I going to be playing for the rest of April? Ico. I know, I know. But you've played that too many times. Look, there's other new great <laughs> stuff. How can I be interested in playing it again? I've and the next like one, times. next one is a new IP, which I like the the fact we've actually got one. Well, actually, we've got two coming this month, haven't we? Two new IPs. Uh, but yeah, LA Noir is up next on the sixth of the fourth, and at this point, Chini will be screaming if he was here. You know, and saying how much he's going to love this game, and it's going to be more. brilliant. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I've heard of it. Is yeah, it a, I'm not sure. Game that's coming on, or? Yeah, maybe. Uh, but he'll be predicting now. If, if I was Chini now, he'd be going, Game of the Year. Game of the Year right there. Game of the Year. It's going to be Game of the Year. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I'm calling it now. Calling game it now. Of game of the Year. Rockstar never disappoints. Game of the Year. LA Although, let's be honest here, there's going to be a lot of competition this year, I fear. Well, yeah. A lot of competition. Okay, what's the competition? Portal 2 is going to be competition. Yeah, Portal 2, which we're coming to. We've not got to that yet. There's another game. No, I know. But what else is competition this year? Uh, I think The Last Guardian's definitely. Front, Last Guardian. Um, the next game up, Brink, is definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Definitely going to. I think there's a lot of competition for Game of the Year next year. So I don't think it's as clear cut as this year was, to be honest. Um, but yeah, L.A. Noir, so yeah, realistic, detective, gumshoe. Cool looking music, facial animations, going to be cool. So there you go. I don't know what else we can say about that at the moment. We haven't seen enough to really, you know, make any more opinion than that. But right, right. It does look good. Voice acting looks awesome. You know, the 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 DC have got some really cool voice actors in to do it. So I think it's going to be good. I think I, yeah. I do agree with Chini on. I, yeah, I mean, it does look very impressive. I, I again, like with Mafia Two, I haven't even touched it, so I think I will probably at some point go back and look at it. But I, I don't see myself racing out to get it first day. I think on one of the one up show, uh, one up shows, one of the guys on there had actually played the first hour of the game of yeah. LA Noir, and he said nothing happens for the first thirty minutes. You don't do any fighting, any shooting, or anything. It better be a good goddamn story then. It better bloody had be. But I think that's what yeah. they're going for with this. I think Rockstar have been sort of moving towards this, you know, and I think the first signs were Red Dead, you know. and Well, yeah, I mean, I think they've. I think the first signs were GTA 4, because, I mean, <laughs> as much as I like San Andreas, I don't know if I'd say the story in that was all that great, and I'd say GTA 4 wasn't nearly where it, we wanted it to be for storytelling. But I, mean, but I, I think, think they polished it in, in the Ballad yeah. of Gay Tony, to be honest. Oh, sure, it? sure, sure. And I think that they've realized that, you know, okay, these days... GTA 3 and San Andreas, it's not enough to do a game like that because everybody's doing games like that. So how can you really stand yourself out? Well, story is one way that you can definitely stand out from the pack and give people something that you can't get anywhere else. You can get a mediocre you know, open-world sandbox game from a hundred different sources now, but you're not going to get a really interesting story the way you do with some of their games. So I think that's a way for them to, you know, buy, they realize that BioWare did that. So it's it's something to do. There you go. 
There you go. Um, so that's that. And, you know, Ginny, as I, as I say, will have called this his game of the year at this point. Yes. Uh, right. But moving on. Yeah. The, uh, 13 for the fourth brink. Um, yes. I love this. I mean, you know me. I'm not a massive multiplayer person. Uh, but I played this uh, Eurogamer in in multiplayer with other players, and I, I held me on. I did quite well. So uh, for the, those who don't know, it's like basically uh, well, there's like objectives that are constantly changing. There, yeah, you got a team that's running around. There is, but it's a single player multiplayer co-op game, all in one. Right. So you don't actually, so you don't go into the game and go, oh, I'm going to play multiplayer now, or I'm going to play single right. player now. It's sort of all mixed now, up. Now, did you get a chance to experience that melding between the two? No, stars? I didn't, no, we didn't. But we did. I'm very curious how they would I have no up. idea, but this is what they're saying. But what we did get it to experience is the changing objectives. Right, and right. Each character class has its own individual objectives as well. Right, which is really right. cool. So depending on what yeah. class you were, you were given... So you'd have one main objective, which is what you had to do. But then you'd have lots of little other objectives that your character class would do as well. So in order to... Okay, let's say that in the, in the game, you've got to stop the enemies from launching their missile or something. Okay, yep. you're, you're an engineer... Your job yep. is to mess up the fuses or something. Yes, just okay. like that. Just well, let me that ask you this thing. Suppose your team doesn't have an engineer. What then? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's, what, that's what concerns me. Because that was the thinking behind... I don't remember what but game also, it was. what would be cool about that? So your, your engineer would be, you know, uh, charged with messing up the fuses, but the opposite team's engineer would then be given the objective of fixing the fuses. Right, that right, right. Up. And that's great, but but I mean, I, I think there's a danger there because, I, I mean, Battlefield by Company 2 to an extent had this with the different classes. You know, you have to get a balanced group, and if there's nobody who wants to do the engineer's job or the sniper's job or whoever it is, then you, you can be in some trouble. And I'm you curious about how they... Well, what How they, they make it so that nobody en- ends up having to always you'll be the medic. Because what they'll probably do, which is quite a cool, uh, cool thing about the game, is as you play the game, you will realize as a team that if, unless your team is balanced and has all those little parts, you'll not win, which is a lot like Team Fortress right. 2. When yeah, you, I guess Team Fortress 2 is what I was thinking about. Yeah, when you play Team Fortress 2, the, the times I've, I've, you know, I've played with people who really know how to play the game, yeah. Um, and I'm a pretty good, pretty good with the old flamethrower. That's my niche in that game. And when we play, we you have to have all those little parts of the puzzle, if you will. You have to have those different skill sets. And, right. and I've been on a lot of winning teams, you know, with the ones where I've played with people who play it regularly. But mm-hmm. the ones who don't, and everybody chooses the same character, they lose in a big way. Oh, sure, sure. And I think the same I, will apply to Brink. You know, the teams that will win are the ones that do communicate and do play together as a team. Yeah, oh, sure, no doubt about it. And I think that's that's an interesting part of it. I just think that it's possible for someone in that scenario to get stuck with the character type that nobody really wants to be. No, but to be honest with you, and I, what was really cool, I played as a medic on the demo. Yeah. And even the medic has quite good firepower, so you never feel underpowered oh, or... Yeah, oh, yeah. I, that's oh, God, a medic. There, there are some games where the medic is like useless. He's got yeah. a handgun or something, but you don't want that. I got loads of kills, even even though I was the medic. I still got tons of kills, and I felt like I was doing a really cool job. And he had lots of really cool little skills, so he could, you know, you can throw a syringe to someone who's down, you know, but away from you. Oh, you don't have to go over to him. That's no, good. you could throw a. You had a special like medic grenade, and when you threw it, it would revive anybody who was down. Yeah, I tell you, that was one of the nicest things on Borderlands. You could like shoot people yeah. and get their health back up. Like, yeah. Yes. So he did. All, he, he does all of that sort of cool stuff. So there's lots of cool things going on within it, and 
I definitely think this is a potential game of the year from what we played and saw uh, uh, as a Eurogamer, and it's got... I definitely have my eye on it. I mean, it seems like the type of thing, you know, like Borderlands, uh, I wasn't too sure, and I was like, eh, I don't know, here, there, like, hemming and hawing, and then people started playing it on my friends list, and then I can see Brink doing the same thing, of just like, it blows up, everybody's playing it, have a lot of fun, and it's it's the type of thing where it'll probably be like, for a moment, you know, like two months, it'll be really awesome to have everybody playing it and dropping yeah. it in. And-, and it's got a huge customization as well, as long as you may. Yeah. There is no female characters in it. So, all right, Ico and Brink, I can see that being, okay, that's April done. Not quite. No, 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 there's nothing else coming out in April, is there? Yeah, there the quite possibly is. Uh, 19th of the 4th, Portal 2. In the same Portal? Month. I think I've heard of that game. Portal. Can you look? L.A. Noir, Brink, Portal 2, one week after each other. Dude, Chinny's going to have his head explode. Seriously, what is Wait, that? L.A. Noir or Portal? L.A. Noir or Portal? I don't know what to play, man. Oh, my God. He's just going to be a crazy... And then here's Duke pestering him. Hey, have you played Ico yet? Play more Ico. And I've got to say, the stuff I've seen on Portal 2 looks so cool. And yeah. and I think it's going to be a fully flat... You know, everyone's like, oh, how are they going to do a story? And, uh, and I mean, the, the stuff I've seen... Of, cool. We've thought of Portal as being a... You know, what it has been for five years now. And so it's hard for us to imagine it being anything else, but there's lots of places. You I mean, I saw, I saw there's some guy demoing. They've, they've got uh, on the uh, PC, they've got these new motion controllers. Would you believe motion controls on the PC? Um, yeah, fancy that. Uh, but they've, they've made it compatible with Portal 2, and there was a guy demonstrating it using them. And Man. But the level he was playing, it was all like broken down and overgrown, but it was like a level yeah. out of Portal, but with jungle creeping. Yeah, yeah. And, it looks, and uh, you know, I think Wheatley's going to play a massive part in the game. Yes, well, I hope so. You know, and Steve I think Rich that's where well. where your story stuff's going to come from is Wheatley and your interactions with him. And not forgetting, everybody seems to have gone. There's going to be co-op in yeah, this yeah, game. Yeah. There's going to be co-op puzzles and stuff to do together. So yeah. I, I think it's going to be definitely worth the retail price, and it's going to be a potential another game of the year. Yeah, right, uh, another game of the year, rather. Okay, next up, Driver San Francisco. Yay! I've always been a fan of the driver yeah, game. Yeah, I don't know what I'm that bothered about this, because yeah, it's just another sandbox driving sort of GTA-type game, isn't it, really? It is, but, I mean, I think they're going to stick to what they did. But I, I don't know. I think everybody agrees that they made a big mistake when they let the guy get out of the car. And if they keep him in the car and let him, you know, he's, for those who don't know, in Driver San Francisco, you'll be sort of, again, Matrix-style hopping between vehicles just by, yeah. like, I want to be in that car now. And boom, you're suddenly over in that car. And uh, it's all supposedly like a dream or a drug coma or something. And uh, I don't know. I think it could be, I'm, you know, I'm keen to know where they take it. And I'm not necessarily sure that it's going to be awesome, but I'm curious and I can see myself being into this. Although, given all the other stuff coming out in April, I don't think I'm going to be. How, how do you sort of go, one. oh, I'm going to go that. I mean, this is a yeah, trouble. Right. Some of these games gonna are just going to be broke and lost. No times. So. I mean, again, I'm not that interested. I don't know a ton about Driver, so I'm not that bothered. Ginny, uh, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Okay, uh, moving on. Next one yeah. up, second uh, of May. So we're into, we're finally into May. We're in the last leg for the first half of the year. But yeah, second of May, Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. Another Lego uh, game. Yeah, I can see this being. I mean, here's the thing. When I think of the Lego games, like the thing, you know, I, I thought the Star Wars ones were great. I've never really played any other ones, but you know, I think if there's a story that you love and it's a fun story, it can make for a good Lego game. That's why I think that they've chosen good stories to do the Lego games with. 
And I can see Pirates of the Caribbean being like that. And, you know, not to mention there's three of them they can do, so they don't I'm, need I'm more interested in this than I am sort of the, the Star Wars thing. I'm, I think this Yeah, is yeah, like... because there's a story we know, and if there's a story that you know, it's it's easy to follow what's going on, and you don't have to spend as much time as game developers trying to tell the story in the Lego format, which is a little hard to do. So if there's a story everybody already knows, you know, they already know the story. They don't have to worry about that. They can just worry, you know, make cute allusions and references to things with the Lego, whatever it is. There you go. Uh, so yeah, I will I will be giving this probably a whirl. I reckon with Millie. So this is a Millie game. Okay, next up because we are going to have to move on because time is know, sort of right? passing. You know, we've spent a long time, but who know? You know, we've got to talk about these games because they're all coming out. They're all coming out. Okay, uh, Duke Nukem Forever. Four for Yay, it's going to win me a tenner. It isn't. There's no way this it's game is. It's 80%, baby. It's I'm, gonna I'm be, expecting it to be like 81%. It's going to be... That's good enough. Give me my tenner. Okay, and that'll be... I'm not interested at all. I gave up bothering about this game five <laughs> years ago. You know, I'm not I, I've bothered. never really been bothered about it, but i got to say I'm like really curious to know. I mean, we find, this is the first time we've ever had an actual release date, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, that's... Four for the fifth. And he's Gearbox. He's Gearbox. Curiosity. You know, Gearbox. It is Gearbox. It is. I mean, when was the last time Gearbox gave us an awesome game? I know. Borderlands. I know, but apart from the (laughs) ending. Apart from the ending. Anyway, uh, next up, so we'll... we'll You know what? That's the thing. That's enough. Enough about it. No, no. If you have 29 awesome hours of game, and then you have one hour of stupid, eh, that's all right. You can forget the one. Okay. Uh, Hunted the Demons Forge was eh. interested, not anymore, after playing the Euro game, and not good at all. Eh. There you go. That, enough said about that. Okay. Uh, next up, The Witcher 2, Assassins of Kings. PC game. I on. know, but we've got to mention it. It's PC game. I put I a couple know, of PC games on there. I'm uh, sure PC gamers are really looking forward to it. So. 18 for the fifth. I mean, they've, up to this point, they've only really had uh, uh, DC Universe Online. So, you know, you know, I've got to put it on there. And, and I, it looked cool. I've got to say, I watched the demo play to this game. It looks awesome. If you've got a PC and you like multiplayer, uh, uh, RPGs and, and all that sort of... Not multiplayer, but RPGs and all that sort of stuff, you've got to play this game. It did look awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was so cool, the the way, the multiple ways you could do like a dungeon and then he opens the door and the whole world's in front of him with no loading screens or anything. Yeah, no doubt. So it's very cool. So yeah, if you've got a PC, get this game. I would imagine you'll love it. Okay, next up, uh, Red Red Faction Armageddon. Really? I've not even heard of this. Yeah. Now, oh. in- interestingly, I sort of knew about this prior uh, to getting the list together. Uh, but it's going to be like, you know, like Red Faction uh, Guerrilla, but a lot more streamlined and less open world, apparently. It's going to mm. be a lot more linear uh, yes. game. So there you go. Mm. So that's coming out. Maybe one to watch. Uh, another PS3 exclusive. Here we go. Oh, man. 2nd of June, PS3 exclusive, Motorstorm Apocalypse. Meh. No, I'm quite interested in this. I like the Motorstorm okay. things. Uh, and it looks cool. And they, they're sort of like saying, they're saying there's no tracks, only racing areas. Yeah. There's only racing areas. And like I say, I did see a guy doing a demo with a motorbike over rooftops, mm-hmm. racing over the rooftops with ramps and That's stuff. That's kind of cool. But all the, all the buildings were crumbling while he was racing, and it was obviously dynamically changing all the time. Yeah. It, it looked good. It does look good. It's like uh, It's a bit like Split Second, but sort of less... Uh, sort of taking everybody out. It's just like really huge explosions and stuff going mm-hmm. on around you while you're racing. It's very cool, I've got to say. You know, you'll be driving one minute and then the road will just drop away from underneath you. Yeah. You know, for right. no real reason. It's just blown up or whatever. It's, it's very, very cool. cool. 
Yeah, very cool. Okay, four for the six, 2011. Uh, multiple platforms, this, but not normally. Multiple yeah. platforms. But uh, Metal Gear Solid Rising. Uh, we saw a bit of this. Haven't they exhausted the Metal Gear Solid I thing? I don't know, but... I don't know. I, you beat this dead horse. I played four, wasn't that bothered. This was just a bit of a get one over you sort of Microsoft thing, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, look, we've got Metal Gear on our on our console, so screw you. Who we don't care, we've got it. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll wait and see. I'm not overly bothered about that. Yeah. And and the final one for the first half of the year, believe it or not, that's up, up to the eighth. Man, of the year. that's only half the year, people. No, it's only half the year. True Crime Hong Kong. So. Yay! Now, I'm, I'm not so sure, because the people who are making it, they've done nothing else except Mod Nation Racers. And, uh, yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't overly smashed. impressed with that, but it was okay. But the other thing that's weird about this game is I've heard a lot of people say that it wasn't a true crime game. They just was making a game, and then yeah, they went, and then they oh, decided, this yeah, is a bit like a, yeah, like a true crime game. Let's put that <laughs> tag on it, then it'll sell more copies. Well, so, again, this is that sort of thing where, like, I, I know it's a different developer and I shouldn't be excited, but I love the first one so very much that I'm I'm eager to see what happens. So, so there you go. So there yeah. you go. So that's, that is really about it. That is yeah. really about it as far as it goes. Uh, for only the first half of the year. Now, hopefully... Uh, Chini will be with us to discuss the second half, and yes. as a punishment for not turning up again, I'm not going to allow him to say anything about L.A. Noir. Oh, snap. I know. It's not like he hasn't already said it all already. Exactly. No, exactly. You know. So I'm gonna, he's going to be punished. Uh, oh, snap. Punished for uh, for not being here. So there you go. So that's Punish. what I'm going to Right. Uh, we do need to play Surface Lizard because... You know, we are we are running long. This is going to be a we big show. But it's to a be, big show. we got a lot to talk about. There's a lot know. to talk about, so you'll just have to get over it. You know, there's That's a lot right, of games. People, deal out. with it. Deal with it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, here we go. Surface Lizard. Grief and misery, pain and woes, so it goes. Grief and misery, aims and woes, debts and taxes, and so it goes. Life gets tasteless, don't it? Hello darlings, Surface Lizard here once again with what's coming to be known as that part of the show I always skip. Personally at this point I am sick to death of Mince Pies and Sir Cliff Richard. And as it happens, speaking of Sir Cliff... It's always been, for 50 years I have dealt with this. When I first started they tried to prove me out to be some sort of sex maniac. Then the whole gay thing came in. I'm thinking... Do I really have to constantly spend my whole life justifying, qualifying? I don't have to do any of that. Actually, Cliff, yes. Yes, you do. Your whole career, from summer holiday onwards, based on sanctimonious, twee, chart-friendly, unctuous pop music crap. If you're meant to be so religious, why aren't you giving those millions you've earned to the poor? And as for your millennium prayer, fucking insulting, Cliff. Now, as you know, it's a very rare thing for me to abuse this podcast slot as something like a personal soapbox, or maybe just an excuse for some reckless navel-gazing nostalgia, and it would be wrong of me to start here. So, if that is an issue, you might want to skip the next seven or eight minutes. The end of Christmas is always a special time as a gamer, because it means one very important thing, end of Christmas sales. I was dredging through the high street myself, 
wandering into the game shops and watching those expectant, glassy-eyed children eager to bow their Christmas money like a cowboy at a whorehouse. Sulking children and the fat, spoiled kids whose parents always got them the latest games, as well as the bored-looking parents dragging their children who were then stuck agonising between the two shortlist games only ever able to afford just one for their new console. I watched one especially obnoxious child have some kind of mini tantrum in game station because mummy wouldn't give him the money for two games that he wanted. Junior Asbo or Criminal, right there. Psychological damage ensuing. And it makes me realise that, as a rule, a game purchase is exactly that. One title. Now, come with me back to 1988. A good year for pop music. And the lizard was 12 years old. Naive, unschooled and only slightly less stupid than I am now. I had a whole £10 Christmas money to spend. Now, that's pocket change now, but in context, in 1988, this was a fortune. This was like a month's six weeks pocket money, or ten weeks of paper round money, bundled into one. More importantly than that, this wasn't a blessing, this was a torture. Because it gave me something horrible. It gave me the agony of choice, and it gave me possibility. And when you have to make a decision based on a game, there's no more horrifying eventuality than that. Owning a home computer in the late 80s, the cost of a full-price game was often at least a month's pocket money, maybe more. Or, if you had a paper round, probably two or three weeks of slave labour money. A new purchase was a significant event, not counting the mass-produced, churned-out Codemasters crap that Granny would often buy you because it had a cute egg on the title. So, 1988. Two days after Christmas, I harassed my poor mother to take me into town because I couldn't be trusted to go in myself, definitely being a nest of thieves incestuous cross-dressers and Noel Edmonds look-alikes. I had £10 in my pocket and I had to spaff it on something utterly frivolous, like a game, which my mother doubtless thought stupid, and would I not prefer to buy something sensible like a jumper or a football like normal, well-adjusted boys do? So that £10 was a real sufferance. Did I buy five budget games from Mastertronic line? with complete hyperbole on the covers? Or did I settle for a new full-price arcade conversion? I almost went for Flying Shark, but instead I picked up a compilation of games by Ocean called The Magnificent Seven, which was actually a complete lie because Ya Kung Fu came free, so it was eight games. Eight games for a tenner. Which raises the important question, whatever happened to the games compilation? Not to be confused with compilation, which is a whole other porn thing. German and sweaty. So... Eight games for a tenner in 1988. Now, this won't mean anything to the younger veteran gamers, but anyone of my generation will understand that that money bought me this compilation which involved Head Over Heels, Cobra, Short Circuit, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Arkanoid, Whizball, and The Great Escape. Months of delight for a single price. The game's compilation was a great symbol of the industry as it stood then, and the whole 8-bit home computer era was absolutely rife with them. One only had to wait mere months for a full-price game to end up as part of some lavish bundle complete with huge skip-sized box, lavish box art, and that wonderful heavy feeling of as many as five data cassettes. But what became of the game compilation? It tended to taper off and die during the Amiga and the ST era. Now, nowadays, with the average game price being around £40, the only real concession to this is the Platinum range, which is essentially the same old game sold off at 20 quid. when at that point you can get it for probably considerably less pre-owned. 
but the whole concept of several games for the price of one died to death at some point in the early 90s. And you know what? I really miss it. Now again, like all things, it is absolutely phenomenal to be a gamer in the here and now. We've got the whole pre-owned market boom. We've got game shops that are discounting AAA games in the first month. We've got Live Arcade and PSN with their exclusives and their brilliant content. But you know what? It lacks the soul of that small box of wonders that you save up for, where you get so many games for your money. Now, over the Christmas period, I blew a small fortune in the Steam sale and on the PlayStation Network store sales, but it was all just single game units discounted without any of that holistic magic of some huge compilation, some bundle for essentially the price of one. Now, I realise this is a pointlessly self-indulgent whine, which is what I do best, but you have to argue that there is some virtue for the humble compilation, because without compilations, there's always a risk that some games will drown in neglect like an unwanted stepchild or puppy and be forgotten. And you know what? Sometimes the biggest surprises are the ones you find in a games compilation, the ones you never expected, the ones you never heard of. Think of them as the deadly premonitions of their era. One of my favourite games of all time, which is Frankie Goes to Hollywood, was part of that compilation, which is so impacted on me, and it was probably the last game I played. And yet, 20, 25 years on, it still resonates with me now. So in this way, I feel a sense of sorrow for modern gamers. Now, I don't mean to sound condescending, but I think the younger generation of gamers who grew up as their first console being a SNES or a Mega Drive You've never known the great concept of discovering some gem via a games compilation. And even just the giddy wonder of spending your money and getting 10 games for the price of one. Getting that games compilation home and just not knowing which game to load first. When were you last really spoiled for choice as a gamer? Anyway, I'm off to my DeLorean, back to the year 1988 with my plutonium. Surface Lizard signing out. Be seeing you. End of line. So there you go. What do you what do you think of that collections? So here's the thing with collections. Yeah, I yeah. think that the nature of them has changed. But I'll tell you this: some of the worst video game purchases I've ever made have been collections. Because especially on the PC, you go to like Target, or you know, you guys might go to Asda or whatever it is. Yeah, and you're gonna get. You know, to be like, 50 games for five quid or whatever. And, and they're usually shit. <laughs> well, they are. I mean, that's the, that was intended to be uh, the the reason for having collections, wasn't it? Because it was like, here, you can have a collection uh, because there's maybe one or two good games on it, but the rest yeah, of the... Yeah, you, you most of the time, you get what you pay for. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, we've got collections, haven't we? Because we've got Ico, and we had God of War last year, and... Yeah, they were I mean, you know, those they are were sort cheap, of collections. I mean, but they were, they were cut price, they weren't full retail yeah, price, and you're getting two you're games. you're paying for a game that already came out. Once. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and we shouldn't forget, the uh, Mega Drive Ultimate Collection that came out on 360 and PS3, yeah, which had all. Yeah, all right, and yeah, and Namco's done one. Now, I mean, they've you know, yeah, midway, they have been. I don't quite agree. With, and then the, on there, there was like Shinobi Three, Shining right, Force right. Two, Sonic yeah, and yeah, Tools, yeah. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog Two, Sonic the Hedgehog Three, Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage Two, Streets of Rage Three, and so on and so forth. There was a lot of games. Fantasy Star Two. Fantasy Star 3, Fantasy Star 4. Now, but he was talking about Golden collections Axe. where the game came out, or all the games had come out 
at that time, right? Wasn't he? I mean, mm, that's so, I got, no, that... not really. No, they were games that I think had come out on their own and then were clumped together as a sort of to to sell a few more copies. But I guess the other the other reason they don't exist anymore is because. You know, back in those days, games didn't cost that much to develop. Right. That was the other thing I was going to say is that, yeah, there's there's a change in the way that the game industry works. Yeah. And I think, you know, if we were to get a collection, I think indie games might work. You know, they could probably pull something like this off. If they were to say, okay, you give us 400 points and you'll get five games. Now, can I just say as well, that was the other thing uh, that I didn't agree with him because Steam do that. He said Steam don't do it, but they do that all the time. They clump a load of EA titles together or they clump, like Valve do it all the time. You know, I bought Half-Life, Half-Life 1 Episode 2, Half-Life 2, Half-Life Deathmatch, and something else all for a a price of about $10 or something in, you know, American money. So they, yeah. they Steam do that all the time. So I, I, I think I sort of disagree with him a little bit this week. So there you go. But they, they still do that sort of thing. So he's 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 sort of half right. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll let him be half right. Okay, we do need to get finished off because God love us. This has been a huge uh, a huge. It podcast. has been a very huge show. A huge show. Good um, stuff. But we've got we have got three emails and some in iTunes reviews and that is it. That's all we've got left to do. So and then we're getting there. All right, we can do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, first okay. one. Uh, this is from Mr. Bed Herdu. He did send me this on the 4th of January, so it is quite a while ago, so I do apologize. We had a big, massive live show. Didn't have time to do emails on that one. Uh, yeah, so here we're you go. busy people. So anyway, here he goes. Happy New Year to you all. Yay. I was thinking that Space Marine game, which is the Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been looking forward to has been delayed. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> Anyway, here are a couple of videos to try and sell the game to you, as I don't think I sold it very well last time. I talked about it. Yeah. The videos get pumped to you, uh, get you pumped to play the game. However, I think I might be biased as I spent a long time geeking it up, painting those little dudes all those years ago. All those years ago. So he's, he's given us two YouTube links uh, for the gameplay. And then he says, I think Duke should get it on the US equivalent of Love Film. So he's saying put it on your, your rental list for... Uh, is it a console game? Yeah, it is going to be a console. Oh, I thought it was yeah. a PC game for some No, reason. no. It's sort of a Gears of War type third person action adventure. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing Red Dead Undead Nightmare since Christmas. It's fun, but the cleansing graveyard missions are annoying. Yes. As I, yeah, as I seem to be doing a lot of running because there is nowhere to climb high enough to pop the heads off those hordes of zombies. That's true. That is one of the nice thing about clearing out the cities is that in a lot of chase... A lot of times you can climb up on a roof and just sit there and pop yeah. them off. So. Chasing you. Uh, there you go. Bed Herdu. So that's from him. All right. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you very much for that. And, yes, well, we'll talk about that because that's in the second half of the year. So we'll, we yes. will cover that next week. Okay. So that's that one out of the way. Uh, okay. Here we go. Uh, this one's from uh, Paul Hurt. Paul Hurt. I, yeah. hope he's, I hope he's okay if he hurt himself and all. <laughs> now, this was even further ago. This was January the 2nd. So, this was, uh, again, apologies, but obviously been really busy with the live show and stuff. Anyway, here we go. Hi, guys. Your story about not being able to watch a film at school uh, because it was a PG certified reminded me when we uh, were invited to bring films into school when I was in the first year at senior school, which was about 11 years old. Right. I brought an awesome film in that the teacher had never heard of. Needless to say, uh, we didn't get past the Ed 209 scene in Robocop before it was turned off and handed back to me. The teacher was shocked at the violence, but my classmates were really disappointed that they couldn't watch the rest of it. Uh, (laughs) Cheers, guys, Woody. And I I did reply to him saying, I'm not surprised it was turned off. Not suitable for most 11-year-olds, lol. 
Uh, thanks for the email. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. But yes, we all love RoboCop back in the day, didn't we? Yes, it's a classic movie. It's just not at all for schools. Definitely not. Okay. And this is the final one. This was very recent. This was January the 7th uh, after our live show. And we got some live show feedback, he's called this email. Uh-huh. Okay. So he says, hi there, Mandems. No idea what that means. Hi there, man. No. Anyway, just wanted to say well done with the live show. Maybe well done isn't the best words to describe it. Uh, but you still got evil on her, so well done. Uh, cheers for giving me a birthday shout-out. Uh, Duke's, yeah, Duke's craft at interrupting and playing the wrong birthday songs was artistic. <laughs> and Chidi's little rave was a genuine X Factor. Oh, go. yeah. Uh, we meant many technical breakdowns and hiccups, as well as me snuggled up in bed half asleep listening to it on the radio app on my iPod. It made me feel a little surreal, which was brilliant. Here, wait. Speaking of surreal, I got a good birthday song for him now. Are you ready? Here we go. Yeah, that's a great song. Anyway. Uh, I got to say, though, hang on. Sorry. No, uh, no, no. Seriously, we've okay, got all right, no go time left. After. No go ahead, time go ahead. Okay. Uh, the very fur quiz, which was actually the unfair quiz, or unfair-ish, anyway, uh, was Why nice. Well, because you, you weren't supposed to have played the games I was asking you questions. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Well, whatever. But, was, but we both broke that rule, so it's still fair. Yeah, I suppose. It uh, was very nice, but you missed out on a good opportunity to get the listeners involved. I'm not sure how we did our best. You know, they did shout out a few answers in the shout box. Anyway, overall, it was a fine achievement. Tom, uh, app is tuning radio that lets you listen to radio around the globe. Uh, record it and browse the internet in its built-in web browser sent from my iPod. So there you go. Thank you, Tom. Uh, yeah, actually, if you listen to the recorded show and anybody who listens out will believe nothing went wrong. As it goes, because I yeah, did it's true. It sounds great on the recorded, so. I did a very clever job dude. of uh, getting it so it sounded fine. Nobody knows. I edited it well. So anyway. That's right. I choose all use. Good editing. I know. It's a good job I'm fairly good at editing. Otherwise, you'd, uh, it'd That's be terrible. Right. Anyway. Uh, yeah, iTunes reviews. We've got three new ones in the UK this week. Three oh, my goodness. Ones. And I think we've got one from a long, long way away. So I'll do mine. And, I and think I, we do. And then you can do the other. Okay, here we go. Uh, this one's simply called The Search Is Over. Five stars. Uh, anyway, this is from the JC Meister. He says... Uh, all of you gaming fanatics or comedy lovers, stop your searching for podcasts now. A brilliant, fun- yeah. yeah, a brilliant, funny, and altogether amazing gaming podcast. Uh, this podcast has it all. Uh, not a fan of games? Don't worry. The comedy and other random subjects will keep you extremely entertained. Uh, but if you do like, oh, no, it's on. Yeah. If you do like games, you can check out the awesome, friendly community behind the masterpiece. This podcast hasn't let me down yet, so keep up the good work. Uh, Jammer fool, is that how it's spelled? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, but what I will say is this. What I will say is this. If you listen to this episode, there is a lot of game talk. There you go. There you go. That's right. Yeah, lots of games. Anyway, and some random stuff, because there is always random stuff. Okay, this one's called Chad. Yeah, Wood. Yeah, by Chris Ho, uh, 1988. And he says, five stars again. Thank you very much. Uh, this is absolutely the best podcast out there. Not just for games, but for the banter too. I've downloaded loads of different podcasts, but I always come back to these guys. No one else compares. Definite five stars. I've got three mates subscribed to you through me now. I recommend you guys to everybody, lol. Uh, thank you very much for that. We appreciate all recommendations. And I will send you another fiver if you get another three people. Interested. <laughs> there you go. Uh, P.S. I know it's a bit late for the argument, but Chad stays. Uh, Duke sound clips make up half the epicness of this podcast. Chair one here. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 
And finally, this was on the 29th of December, so this is a little bit of a way back, but it was after the Christmas show, so here we go. Uh, they say, great, five stars by Psychic TV. Psychic TV. Ah. And he basically says, this podcast is superb, but I have the same problem as many others that can't download it straight to my iPhone. Please oh, try geez. and fix this, chaps. Happy New Year. Gamertag and PSN. Psychic TV, which is, uh, let's spell this. Because he obviously wants people to send him friend requests and random messages. Here we go. P S Y C H I C T V. C K. Oh, there's no. There's, I no. thought it was a K because it's a. But it's a project of what's his name? Well, Genesis is, Purage, wasn't it? Oh, this is why I'm spelling it for you. All right, I'm just saying. Genesis. Cool people know what Psychic TV is because it's a good music. I know, project. but obviously he couldn't have that on PSM for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. So it's P S Y C H I C T V. There you go. Okay. Okay. You happy with that? I'm happy with that, yes. And that's it. That's my three, and I believe you've got one. Yes. I don't yes, know where bam, it's from, though. Bam. Go on. Australia! 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 We love you! Baby. This message, or this review comes to us from Metric Pizza, which is another interesting gamer tag. Uh, 23rd of December, 2010. A great laugh! Oh, wait, should I do it in an Australian accent? It's a great laugh! Oh, informative and entertaining! I've been listening since March 2010, and they always seem to be talking about games that I'm playing. It is entertaining. I'm going to stop that now. because yeah, I, I, I don't even know what accent that was, to be honest with you. It was me just sort of stretching some vowels there. It is entertaining when Quandrian talks indie games which aren't available in Australia. That, why is that entertaining? That must be frustrating. I this game sounds so. awesome. I can't play it. Do they not have any indie games there? They're not allowed because of the uh, regulations. Yeah. yeah, because... Um, not- because they're not officially rated in any way, they, they they won't allow them to be released. Oh, they can't play Decay? That's so they weird. They can't play any games over there, any indie games. <sighs> if you remember when we interviewed Aranda Morrison, he said the weirdest thing is he can only play his game oh, on his right, PC. Right. Yeah, and cannot, yeah. he cannot download or play, and none of his friends yeah, or family yeah, yeah. can. Oh, you know? God, it's so horrible. And the other thing I found um, out, obviously, when I was talking to Luke Schneider, which I wasn't aware of either, is that you can only play indie games when you're online. So you cannot, they will not yeah. allow you, yeah, they don't allow them to have, um, to be qualified or whatever the word is for it, so you can play them when you're offline. So you can't, you know, like he said, he can't take his 360 round to his family's house and they can play his games. He, he can't do that. That's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. I guess they're worried about people stealing things and they got to sink it well, I mean, The first time I realized that, when we were doing, we, played, we, brought, rock, we brought Rock Band around to a friend of ours and it was like, can't sing, gamer tag, can't play this. I'm like, yeah. not at all. Give me a break. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, but that's unfortunately just the way it is. Yeah, well, he, right, he was saying, Luke, just, sorry, just to say, Luke Schneider did say that he thinks if Microsoft put some effort in, they could allow it in countries where it's not allowed, but they just can't be bothered because apparently iPhone games are all fine in, in Australia, so who knows? Well, there you go. It's just a matter of will. Yeah. All right, rest of the review. Stu and Chinny have good advice on games, mostly, and Duke is the master of the soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, Chad Warden is a great fourth host. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to say is that, come on now. Uh, yeah, I like how Anything else? Good advice Anything on games. else? Duke has no good advice on games. My only complaint is that I've had to skip a couple of sections due to spoilers, but that's my fault as I have been diagnosed with Alan Tang syndrome, a large pile of shame. Ooh. The guys do a good job of announcing them, presumably referring to spoilers, beforehand, though. In summary, it is an all-around great show that keeps me coming back for more each week. So there you go. 
GT Mega. Ah, use my catchphrase. I like that. There you there go. Yeah. There you go. And to be honest with you, right, I, I I think we try hard not to do spoilers very much, really. Yeah, you know, it's true. I think, and and yeah, we we do it very very rarely, and we always give plenty of advance notice. So although I still although about we, that guy I, who woke up in the I, middle of the no. show, and there was also the one I'll never forget where we did the uh, Red Dead after. Was it Red Dead or was it? Yeah, oh, no, it was, that was what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was afterwards, and he was like, "Oh, no, 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 no." We did one on Red Dead, and. The, one guy didn't think you'd say straight away what happened at the oh, end right. of Red Dead. <laughs> and right. he, was he was very about upset. to turn it off. Oh, man. It was very, yeah, very upset. Well, you oh. know, I don't know. You know, and I did apologize, but I said to him, you know, I don't know what else we could have done. We announced it at yeah, the beginning yeah, of the show. Announced at the end. There was the theme music, and then, you know, he was Look, still people, listening. Hey, when we say that we're about to give spoilers, we're not joking around yeah, here. Yeah, we're not people, joking around. It. We're going to get the spoilers. But we haven't had a reason. I'm about to give you a spoiler for Citizen Kane. Rosebud is his sled. There you go. But we're not, <laughs> terrible. But we're, we're, we've not had a game to do that for for a while, so hopefully there'll be a few in 2011 where we can do one of those uh, spoiler-filled yeah, after show. Brotherhood. He kills a lot of people. Spoilers! There you go. Um, have you got any other shout-outs? Because we really need to get the hell out of here. Yes, I have some other shout-outs. First of all, Tom Bissell, my close personal friend. He's, he's awesome. Not your, he's not like acquaintance. To... He he is, is, but... Let me ask you this, right? Has he been to your house for a meal? Oh, yeah, he was over last no, week. No, he's not, you liar. <laughs> no, but I was really honored when he said, hey, you're not on my game, uh, friends list on Xbox. Give me give me your gamer tag. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So now I bug him all the time. Have you played this? Have you played this? Um, I would like to give a shout-out to Chinny, not only because we miss him, but also because I didn't know how to do the shop m- mission for something on Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, so he helped me out with that. And Peeping Dom is curious about Ico, so hopefully he heard that the combo packs coming out in April, so just hang on, dude. Do you want, do you want me to just? Uh, do you want me to reiterate that date again, just for anyone who's forgotten already? Uh, beginning of April, the second of the fourth, twenty eleven, and in the UK it'll be three days after that, so the fifth or around that date, fifth of the yes. fifth. So there you go. And he said, "I was wondering if you could tell me what Ico is about," and I was like, "It's about the best game ever made." Oh, yeah. And that's me done. There you go. Well, I'd, I'll I'll give a little shout out to Metric Peter who left us a review in Australia because he was one of the diehard to the end of the live show uh, last week. So I've got to give yeah, him props right. for hanging around. And I'm surprised he didn't he didn't go back and alter his rating to be honest uh, on <laughs> iTunes, but he didn't. So that's nice of him not to do that. Yeah, or, or he maybe just hasn't come through yet. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so yeah, thank you, thanks ever so much for that. And. Uh, and yeah, that's about it, really. I haven't got really any other apart from, you know, vghub.net. Get yourselves over there. Uh, send us emails to, yeah, podcast at veterangamers.co.uk. Uh, come over to the site, www.veterangamers.co.uk. And you can see that awesome Section 8 thing I posted. Yeah, who, who'd want that? That'll stop people coming. <laughs> and also come and join us on the forums. So, yeah, all that good stuff. And, you know, listen to all the other podcasts at vghub.net. There's plenty to get you on. The Gamesman, sure Overseas Connection, and all that other good stuff. So there's plenty of games mm-hmm. and, and stuff to, to do there. So there you go. And, and I think really that's it. So we need to get the hell out of here. So on that note, I'll say see you later. Bye-bye, people. Thanks for listening. Alligator. In a while. Crocodile. Yes. <laughs> Jammer fall. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to do that now because he's not here and just really bugging when he listens to this back if he does it all. So, Jammer fool. Jammer fool. fool. Jammer fool. Because we're not allowed to say it because he always tells us off, doesn't he, if you say it. So, while well, he's not right. here. Yeah, it's his own fault for not yeah. being here. 
Jam, Anna Fool, and Jam Me Fool. Jam, jam. I'm going to say it wrong and stuff as well because I'll boogie. Here we go. Jammy, jammy, fully full. Jam, ah. Jim, jam, jim, jam, jim, jam, full. There you go. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Won't you? Let's go.